<laughs> and welcome to the next yeah. 8-4 Play podcast, your first, best, last, only ever podcast about Japan and about games and about Japanese games. Mm-hmm. Um, is this the next 8-4 Play? If it's your first 8-4 Play, then what? The, this is the first podcast about Japan games and Japanese <laughs> games. What do you mean? <laughs> you said welcome to the next 8-4 Play. So I was just yeah. thinking if this is my first 8-4 Play, it's not the next 8-4 Play. We think about these things. Oh my God. You apparently don't. <laughs> it's a bad... We're off to a bad start. <laughs> Just kidding. We're off to a bad start, but uh, we got a uh, we got a we're doing a sp- little bit of a special show this week. Just in that every show is special. Yeah, that's what I like to say. <laughs> but um, this week, uh, this is going to come out a little earlier in the week. We don't know exactly when, but um, mm. we are going to be out for um, special travels, secret meetings, secrets. Um, but so if you are responding to us, or we say. JJ says something stupid or whatever. <laughs> Actually, JJ will still be around to field that. So. I, will, I will be here to listen and, and look at your emails. Feel and... free to give him your quote-unquote feedback <laughs> um, to the podcast. Um, as for the rest of us, you'll see us back in a couple weeks. But um, until then, we got a pretty good show, I think. I think so. This pretty week. The games show. came out. Um, yeah, we're going to talk a bunch about Zelda. Um and uh with hopefully us, spoiler free yes so that's actually john you are john spoiler warning ricciardi <laughs> more, like, more like spoiler nazi ricciardi no i would be happy if he was spoiler nazi because dude whenever like on this podcast even whenever i say the name of a game john immediately like explodes like, that's why like hey it's like he has like a weird muscle spasm every time i, I talk about a game i'm Mark that way too way, it's not? true it's true I'm that way spoiler Nazis. about yeah that's true i am that way about most things definitely especially zelda so we're gonna try to have a spoiler free zelda discussion and i'm gonna be the most upset of anyone i'm sure if something is spoiled so um you know, I mean, I've been skipping them talking about Zelda and other podcasts entirely. Really? Yeah, just because I don't know what people consider a spoiler or not, okay? Yeah. This is a, an old argument we had back at 1UP was, like, the fact that Ganon was, like, the final boss in in a That Zelda is a game. huge spoiler to right? me. Like, I don't want to know that sort of I thing. Agree. So we won't talk about that, that is, sort of thing. So, Sorry, that is ridiculous. No, that is not ridiculous. Dude, when has Ganon never... Care? Like, it was like Majora's Mask was the only one he wasn't the last boss, right? Uh, Minish Cap, Four Swords. You know what? If you... Ha- if, if someone was going to, like, spoil Dr. Robotnik or whatever in your precious yeah, Sonic I, games... I, listen, I It's a little not, different because the story's not, stupid and... a spoiler for the new Sonic game. <laughs> Here, it sucks. I don't care about spoilers, so that wouldn't affect me, even if I did like right. Sonic anymore right but we will we will be careful to you know be careful about our audiences uh because i'm the same way when i listen to podcasts i don't want to be spoiled like it's hard to say whether i'm going to be upset until it's too late so i'd rather just play it safe you know what i mean i I will say skyrim for whatever reason probably the wide open nature of it people don't see them that concerned about spoilers we're not going to touch major story point spoilers but we are going to talk about much in much more specific concrete Examples about that game and hmm. uh, that I just you know don't worry about it. You can't got... spoil Skyrim really unless you give away the ending or something, which none of us are even there. I mean, uh, I you suppose... become a dragon and fly away. Into the... <laughs> Sorry. There might be people out there who are the way that we we'll are. Watch about that be the ending. Yeah. Zelda um, about Skyrim, but um, I don't want to know those people. Um, <laughs> no, but I mean the, the game has got freaking like ten zillion hours to it. Like just play a different quest than the one right, we talked right, about. Right. Um, so along for the convo. 
That's short for conversation. Oh, damn. <laughs> tight. I thought you said um, combo. And unrelated to the spoiler warning is a J.J. Battered Wife, Epperson. <laughs> no, that is related, though. Yeah. Yeah. Because we had a little, a little talk earlier uh, this morning about spoilers and what we would be talking about and not talking about on the podcast. Yeah. And uh, you mentioned, like, you feel like a battered wife I, most yeah. of the time. Because, like, I just can't say anything without, like, you know, someone taking the switch to me. <laughs> a yeah. switch? Yeah, the switch. <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, you had some some uh, interesting opinions on the last show, um, which some some people actually agreed with me, which was nice. See, there are those people out there. Yeah. <laughs> I was, you know, I was ex- expecting you to give me the uh, the JJ of Loxley nickname, but I guess. No, I don't. What was that? Robin Hood. Robin of Loxley. Oh, you'd, have to, okay. you'd have to be a Robin Hood. Oh, yeah, there. that Robin Hood. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, right. Yeah, that was part of the... Uh... But there was a surprising number. I mean, like three or four of, of feedback, <laughs> you know, people who wrote, actually wrote back with like similar Robin Hood love. So, yeah. you know. Really? Yeah. yeah the, for the Disney cartoon? What, 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 what is, what, do you guys not like Robin Hood? No, Robin Hood's fine. I just It just seems like such a crazy random... Opinion. It was I mean, like the yeah. first thing you thought of when we asked you about Uncharted Three. You're like, I wish it was Robin Hood. Well, it's it was it's, it is random. Yeah, I will give you that. But uh, anyways, yeah. Yeah, I don't have any Robin Hood like interests or whatever. But so and um, here for the first but time, I, I making this very special eight uh, four play podcast debut is um, sometime intern, uh, always friend of the show, Johnny the. Ep- Apologist. That's with two P's. Uh, <laughs> apologist. Yes, Apple Apple Apologist. Yes. Um, that should be his name, Appleturn. Because we never came up with a good turn for you. Linturn is that you know his last name is Leonard, so we call him Linturn. Thank, thanks for giving away my private details but, on the show. Yeah, maybe. No, maybe I'm just joking. Your last name. Just joking. <laughs> maybe listeners will have an idea by the end of the podcast. They can write in. Um, so potential. Uh, yeah. Can you explain my problem with my iPhone that I can't turn it landscape mode? Yeah, yeah, I can. So tell me what it is. Well, first of all, I think we should reset your device. Yeah, Uh, probably. uh, Did you try that? I didn't. Okay, well, first of all, you should try that. Okay, by the way, just as a side note, uh, Johnny here used to be a genius at the Genius Bar. That's right. That's right. I'm still a genius. What are you talking about? <laughs> um, but but I just I, the, in the nickname, I just think it's funny. I mean, it's awesome having you around because anytime we have any kind of issue or anything with the Apple product, you usually know what's going on. Um, however, it's never the problem of Apple or the design <laughs> or just a buggy iOS. It's, it's always, always <laughs> it's always us or how we use it right. or just that we don't understand. Or well, you know, Apple's infallible, mm-hmm. right? So. In jobs yeah. you trust, yes, right. In also, the... Johnny also is a big uh, op- the opposite of us when it comes to spoilers. Basically, That's true. in fact, he like reads the plot synopses of like stories and movies and and things before he. Runs. Yeah, yeah. I think it's it's a lot more exciting uh, knowing what's going to happen and then actually seeing it is a totally different thing. Now you're you get... serious, right? You're not like saying this in jest. No, like, no, no. I'm no. completely serious. <laughs> I don't I, understand that. I think that you know when you. When you read about something, it gets you super hyped for it. And that's what I feed off of is that hype. There must be those people out there because the Zelda videos, which I have not watched, but I swear they released like one Zelda video every week for the past like three months. Right. And they even, really had a media blitz. Yeah. And I mean, you were talking about you were just looking through the Femisu Magazine article. There's been a lot of coverage out there of that game. And I, I think it was smart because it really got people pumped yeah. for it in the lead exactly. up to it. But like a lot of 
what we I would consider spoilers. A lot of bosses, right? A lot of um, I know they were showing some of the gadget gadgets or uh, yeah. items. <clears throat> I will say of, though, I watched most of that media and a lot. There was a lot less spoiler stuff than I thought. Like I, I felt like a lot of that is really at the beginning of the game, and then right. So let's let's start at the start. So what do you guys? Just, uh, I'm only about, I've been focusing on Skyrim so we could talk about it on the podcast. So I'm mm-hmm. only about four hours in. I'm, I'm almost to the, is that the end of the first dungeon where I'm at? Yes, you're okay. at the end of the first dungeon. Which is a, a fight that was at E3. I'll talk about that more. But, and you guys are both, what, like 20, 25? Yeah. You're the farthest, right, JJ? I, I think. Yeah, I am. And I feel like I'm getting close to the end because I only have like one item slot and uh, uh, a couple, like only have, well, two of the last like major story collectibles left. So Patrick uh, Klepik from Giant Palm, I think, said that his clock was at like 36 hours yeah. when he finished it. I'm, I'm a fast Zelda player. I, I finished Phantom, uh, not Phantom Hourglass, but uh, 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 Twilight Princess in like 28 hours and you've been uh mainlining the i i don't do side quests okay so that's <laughs> something we could start off talking about just that all business that even i've noticed just by looking at the sub screen is that there's just like a shitload of of items in this game and collectibles and um that sort of stuff i don't even know what what kind of systems it could be used for really at this right. point because i'm so early in the game but i'm assuming that that plays a much bigger aspect in this Zelda than like previous yeah there's a lot of you know finally you have things that are worthwhile to spend your rupees on Mm -hmm. Uh, like items that you know exist outside of dungeons and areas that you can just buy that enhance the gameplay in some way so let's actually why don't we start by talking about okay what's similar to old Zeldas and what's different like what are the significant uh differences and what are the significant the, the framework is Oh, let's talk about that. Like, uh, they talked about that the framework for Zelda has usually been, like, you know, hub area and then, um, you know, dungeons. And you go to a dungeon, you get an item, then you mm. come back, you unlock different parts of the overworld, then you go to the next dungeon. Mm. It's like overworld dungeon, overworld dungeon, overworld dungeon. But they talked about maybe kind of mixing that up a little bit. Well, on a small on a smaller scale, it's basically still like that. But I think, yeah. like, what they basically did this time is, you know... They made those smaller in between areas. They're they're more densely populated with like puzzles and enemies and they're different kinds of they're like dungeons like, in yeah. themselves in yeah. a way. Yeah, they have the, the and yeah, um, and that that's like the biggest difference, I guess. So that um, carries on like the the first area mm-hmm. um, when you land um, is that kind of thing, right? Like right. That, that carries on throughout the game where it's you're technically at the you're point in where the... I'm at now, which I think I'm more than halfway through. I'm about almost thirty hours in, but I, I my clock's going to be way longer than whoever said they beat it in thirty five hours, or whatever. Mine's you're doing be... t- all sides, though. not all of them, but I do a lot. I just saw that I don't. I'm sorry, I forgot his name, but the guy who does reviews on the run, I saw him tweeting that he finished the game and his clock was seventy hours. So I think there's a big difference right. between depending what kind wow, of wow. There's you that are. much stuff to do in the game. Well. If you stop and do side quests, yeah, there's a lot of weird things to do. There's um, also a lot of running around trying to find the person you're looking for and so well, on and like, so forth. Yeah. You can use dowsing to do that, I thought. But Yeah, I wanted to talk about that. I don't want to jump all over the place, though. So yeah. first, sticking with the structure sure. thing, like, I mean, more or less, I, I would say that these in-between areas, yeah, are like dungeons and... So that carries on. That carries on. It's okay, like cool. an outside dungeon and an inside dungeon. That formula yeah. sticks for a, a good chunk of the game, and then the formula is mixed up a little bit, I would say. Right. I don't want to spoil too much there, but, like, it gets a little different, but it's, it's still similar okay um and i think you know 
it works really well for the most part. Like the, the exploring the world is never boring. Like there's always something interesting to do. There's always like cool stuff to find. There's right. the enemy variety is good. One thing I really like is it's not the same enemies as before. Like there's no. It's not like, you know, you know in Zelda you're always fighting the same guys over and over again or you're meeting like the Zoras and the whatever right. they're called, the Gorons and everything. Yeah. I mean, it's different now. Like there's just different kinds of people. It feels like they actually went and pulled a link to the past and like tried to make the world more like fresh and new this time. Really? Because near the start, it's pretty much the, um, did I see like a triclide or whatever, like uh, near the start, like a three-headed snake Um thing where you isn't that from super mario 2 i think yeah USA? That's, yeah exactly <laughs> yeah. uh yeah there you is an enemy from, like yeah, that yeah, but, yeah. but it's yeah it's it's pretty i mean there's you know there's a few of the standard like the pete the deku hat dudes and, who pop out of the bats, ground and yeah. bats and stuff there's some similar enemies but there's a lot of new ones are those too. not moblins those guys you're fighting at the they're, they're but there's different there's moblins bokoblins whatever moblins okay. they have all the different kinds but <laughs> it's awesome um, that you know the old enemies new enemies Yes. Cool. Yes. And uh, and even if they are older enemies, you're kind of finding them in a new way. So it kind of. But yeah. But so I think that's the, the we we gotta we could talk about this forever if we don't break it up in certain things. So I think one main thing about this game is the visuals, right? Mm. They're completely. I wouldn't say they're completely new, but they're like kind of a perfect mix of like Wind Waker, which was more like, um, whimsical and like art, you know, artsy. It was a cartoon, cartoony right. Zelda. And then Twilight Princess. There's a little bit of Twilight Princess in there. Sure. I mean, yeah. the characters look more like Twilight Princess characters, just with like a paint, a, a coat of like Wind Waker paint. And I think it looks great. I was, I think it's, curious I think you guys think. I think it's like the perfect meld of the two. Yeah. I love the graphics. Really, on the one thing that was bothering me a lot on the big TV, and I think it's probably just a big TV problem. We're playing on a 55 inch. Yeah, yeah is TV. like the dithering. You know, when they there's a lot of like this effect. That is a, that's a problem with ATI, like old ATI graphics hardware. Um, yeah. Kind of infamous for having texture dithering. Basically, it looks like it turns into just like dots. Yeah, it's very just noticeable. The, it's dots. just a, it's the Wii hardware. Right, it's exactly. probably less notable on a smaller TV though. I'm yeah, guessing. I mean, I, I, my forty-two inch, I I still notice it, but yeah, I I notice myself having more of a problem with the graphics than I did. And really? this is probably because Twilight Princess was so long ago, and it just didn't really bother me. Mm. And I was I was playing it on a different TV, but um, I was a little bit like, hmm, this is a little kind of bland looking. Like I think they did amazing stuff with what they had. Like anybody else who made that <sighs> game, you'd really be able to tell how this is why bad and dated and well, that's from the beginning of the game, maybe. But I think okay. yeah. pretty soon after where you are, it ju- I would say it just gets better Dude. and better yeah. and cool. better. There's and so many cool areas, and I will say like. I, we were talking about this a little bit. Like the first dungeon is very uh, or- organic in terms of like the rooms are not mm. boxes and they don't feel like boxes at all. There's mm. like trees and stuff. Everything's irregular. It's like being broken up or whatever. Like the graphics are not at all simple in terms of like what they're attempting to show right. and in structure. Right. The architecture is really pretty amazing. Yeah. I mean, it's it's really cool. It just really felt very. Uh, I mean. It's it's weird to say it felt real even if it didn't uh, look realistic. Like right. it felt real because like trees came down at weird angles and you know things were like um, broken up by uh, irregular parts. Like the rooms weren't like the same pieces clumped together in different ways. Right. You know what I mean? Like they really felt like um, yeah, like a cohesive dungeon that had been. <clears throat> slowly taken over by the, the forest. Sure. In fact, like, I think uh, something that was interesting to me that mm-hmm. I noticed early on is that, um, you know, the 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 first few dungeons anyway, I think, like, the, the, there's lots of 
big rooms with lots of little things to do in those rooms as opposed to like the old style where it was well when I say old style I didn't really play a whole lot of Twilight Princess because I didn't like it that much but I'm talking about everything up to Twilight Princess at least lots of smaller rooms multiple floor dungeons you don't even see a two floor dungeon in this for a long time I mean they are there but like I was Mm -hmm. looking at videos of Link to the Past the other day and like they had like seven level dungeons if you remember like they were like huge multi-floor it's not like that these are more like more like big open spaces with lots going on in these giant rooms which is kind of daunting because you realize like you're in this giant ass room and, and like you'll just sit there for like a couple minutes and look around and be like, right. Okay. First I got to figure out which way I need to go. Yeah. There's a lot of different stuff. Like what are those crates? Okay. There's crates hanging up in the air. I'm going to figure that out. Right. There's these like little crystals I've got to find that I can open up. There's X many doors in here. There's places to explore via your bug system that most people have probably seen your little flying beetle thing. It's kind of like, okay, well I got to keep track of like what I've, cause if you're like me and I think like you, at least John I don't know about you JJ but like you want to see you want to see everything right well like I feel like the game does a really good job and this is why I feel like this game has like the best dungeons of Zelda like they just like in those big rooms you know there are tracks that you go down you'll go down this track and unlock here and then it'll give you access to this track Mm -hmm. and then you'll go down all the tracks till you get to the boss right it's really sensibly designed yeah it's just like and, and my wife was pointing this out to me yesterday I was going through one of the uh the dungeons last night she was just like it must be really fun to be a zelda dungeon designer because it's Mm. just like it's so creative and so intricate and they're at their best when they try new ideas too which is something that bothered me about twilight princess is i felt like it was just reusing a lot of ideas that i had seen before but what what i've seen so far in this especially in the recent dungeons is entirely new ways of playing part of that is because some of the new items you get are items you've never seen before yeah now i would say twilight princess how far did you get in twilight princess i got to the i'm I'm, I'm in the third dungeon so the third major dungeon i I think twilight princess does have some really awesome okay game-changing items yeah towards the second probably in the second half i want to go back and play it now more that i'm playing this one actually well and I i will say just in general i'm curious if you guys agree with this and i've heard this from other people the start of the game is very i mean i would go so far to say kind of tepid the first first three hours first probably hour and a half or two hours i was very surprised about this is almost entirely conversation and you being in a town. Yeah, it's like very little exploration. There's almost no combat. You're not it's a lot of talking to people. It's you story. can't yeah. skip the text. You can't you can make the text move a little bit faster which drives me nuts. That is one of the if you if there were a bullet pointed list of like problems with this game that's definitely on the top. Five. It would be yeah, I mean, can I can I skip so the easily text? fixable too. So Apparently easily you fixable. could skip. You could well I I know when I've died you can skip cutscenes the second time at least. You can. That's but, nice. but, and, but and they should have made it you could skip it the first the, time. No, the the big thing the biggest thing that they needed to give an give us an option for would be when you start a game like you know, you save your game, you quit, and you come back and play again. Whenever you pick up like one of those little bugs, I know, or something, I know, it tells you what it is again. Oh, oh yes, <laughs> yes, yes. No, that's only the-, the first time each play session. But like, right? So let's explain. Uh, when you pick it up, it says like, "This is a so and so." You got yeah, to da da da. Beetle, it does right. this, that, and the other. Even thing. down to rupees. Right. Down to a rupee. Hey, you picked up a uh, red rupee. That's twenty. I think whatever. green and blue it doesn't, but red and white and yellow do. Mm, okay yeah Yeah, so to me that's such a fundamentally such an easy thing like why is that even just one button to skip right past they went through the trouble of making like a quote-unquote pro uh ui hud which i'm using and it is great there's like nothing on the screen i use it talk about that real quick so there's i think there's three different options there's like a a, beginner intermediate and pro i think right 
And that is the there's more or less stuff on your HUD, basically. Yeah, basically, like the pro one is like you get your hearts and then what item you have equipped. Right. You don't even have to like if you're carrying a bottle or whatever, it won't even show that. It's just like I've got bombs or I've got whatever. Right. Actually, I'm using intermediate. I I, I jumped to pro immediately to see what it was, but I went to intermediate, and I think now I'm ready to go to pro because now I remember. It's once you memorize everything, you don't need to use the other ones anymore. It's It's pretty cool. And and, and just to keep going on in the interface, I'm sorry. Yeah, there's so much to talk about with that. But, like, I love the way that they incorporated the gyro into the interface because, like, I'll be playing and, like, you know, I'll be doing this puzzle, like, that has me using this one item, Mm -hmm. and then, like, I immediately have to switch the other items. So, like, instead of, like, going through this laborious, like, process of going through menus, I can just... Hold B and then flick my wrist to the right or whatever and get that item or go right. to the left, go up. And I'm just like, I'm still there. So it's you great. Should, yeah. So there's a few different systems that use, right? You hold a button and then it brings up like a clock looking right. thing with uh, where every hour would be like a different item. Yeah. And then you can just choose really fast and then let go. Um, item switching has been a perennial problem in yeah. Zelda, right? No like, longer. Yeah, and, then, and they, they did some stuff with, we talked about the 3DS Ocarina of Time to address yeah. it, and they're doing it here. That sounds like a big positive Oh, change. it's so, it, like, and, and, and they design dungeons with that in mind. So mm-hmm. there are times where you have to do, like, some speedy uh, right. switching to totally. get you things. You played Twilight Princess, right? I, I finished it, yeah. So that had the kind that the start of this kind of idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. They just right. took it further, I feel right. like. They integrated did. And it. the dungeon designs are better for it. Well, the nice thing, too, is that, you know, you have, you, I mean, yes, you have to select an item at some point. But once you have the item selected, you can just tap the B button. You don't mm-hmm. have to actually go right. to the subscreen. You just tap it and you equip it immediately, which is definitely useful later on when you're switching back and forth between your sword and one of your items and everything. Right. <laughs> but I think I know what what you're talking about. Uh, never mind. <laughs> Just exchanging looks here. Um, but uh, I, you know, but to get back to what I was saying earlier, um, like so, the start of the game, you're still getting your hand, your mind and hands kind of around the controls, right. which use which is another big thing. To yeah, talk about. yeah. Use the motion controls, and I want you guys to talk more about that because. By by the end of the first dungeon, which has a boss that was at E3, which I think is probably, like, I, I very much question how they start this game. I, I'm afraid a lot of people would, would get started, think that they know what the game is, and then kind of back out of it and not use yeah. it. Wait, what do you mean? Um, you're violating a rule. Oh, I'm looking up a message that I sent JJ about this that I want to talk. That I want to. Okay. Um, so John looks at his iPhone. Which we have a new pod after two podcasts ago. We have a new rule right. here, which is uh, notes only. But um, so I mean, I think a lot of people are gonna. St- a lot of people might start playing the game and be like, "Oh, there's a lot of talking. There's a lot of like story stuff. I want kind of action or whatever." Like contrast this with Skyrim, which we're gonna talk about later. Skyrim Zelda starts off with another like, uh little pictures of you know the legend and then there's the text but saying see that's something like that which happened. Was nice. let me finish let okay, me finish okay. skyrim starts off with you are on the back of a moving cart the story is being told to you via voice while you can look around things are going on you're learning about what's happening as it's happening it's not being like it's very much older school design versus sure. newer design and i think there's no reason why zelda can't be that sort of thing like the fact that it takes as long as it does to get really into the Zelda gameplay part of Zelda, which I think is probably not for like two hours. I don't oh. think you really get into the gameplay part of the game for a good... I mean, you're running around you know, a town. I think it really depends on what you're looking for and what makes you... Like, what about Zelda... I mean, any game maybe, but we're talking about Zelda. Right. What about Zelda, like, it interests you? Because, like, I had the opposite... I did see other people talking about the inter- the beginning being slow and, mm. as you said, tepid or whatever. Like, with me, 
I actually I love the I love that sort of old like I like the kind of familiar feel of the intro where it's like telling the tale. I like the fact that this I is sort of that. I don't. I don't. <laughs> can you skip it? Uh, yeah, you press start. Oh uh, well, skip. I didn't skip it. I like that old tale. You know, telling the story thing, and I don't. And this is why I want to be really careful not to spoil this because I don't know myself. But like, I know that this fits along the timeline somewhere, and they've suggested in their media <laughs> things and stuff that this is maybe takes place in the beginning or something. But which like, which you, timeline? I, well, the, whatever. Yeah, forget all timeline, that. I know there's like five the different flooded timelines. Timeline. But but like that stuff interests me. Like I'm actually interested to know how the story fits in and what it all means. Okay, and everything. but past the very first. You know, minute. Right, right. Those. But then getting into the world, like, so then, you know, the stuff you do in the beginning, walking around talking to people, they're telling you about the wing ceremony and everything, it didn't bother me because it sounded intriguing. Whereas the beginning of Twilight Princess with, like, the horse riding and, like, all this other crap that was going on with these characters that I didn't care about, I didn't think were interesting, Colin and uh, whatever, really, and all that, it's like, was to me boring. So, but they're the well, but same. But you're comparing it to, A, you're comparing it to Twilight Princess, which, which, but, 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 but the point here, though, is that they're essentially the same thing, but one of them, I didn't like it, and one of them, I did. And mm-hmm. I think the only difference really is that I enjoy this world and this story more so I'm maybe more willing to kind of put up with that stuff in the beginning I'm also surprised they went this way just because after Twilight Princess there people even now people like me who like that game will tell you like well okay the first three or four hours is kind of slow well, first wait, the first Get seven hours <laughs> I think it was like the first seven hours of Phantom Hourglass were not good uh, I mean not, oh, Phantom Phantom Hour- Hour- not Phantom Hourglass all of Phantom Hourglass was good just for the record <laughs> I love that game except for that dungeon uh, you meant Twilight Princess. Twilight Princess, yeah. yes, is like seven hours of really boring. All right, I don't want to. Let's not okay, well, get, get into arguing about that. But he, here's my point: from what everyone is saying, it it once it gets going, it really opens up and is awesome, and it just gets better and better and better and better, and, better and really gets super super amazing. <clears throat> well, because right now where I'm at, and I'm don't don't get me wrong, I'm dedicated to, to playing more, and I'm I'm not. Not enjoying myself. I mean, it's it's fine, but I'm I'm also kind of like, what what's the amazing part that everybody's talking about? I, I don't see it yet in the first three hours. Would you guys disagree? Uh, it, I I would say that the game started to take off for me right after the first dungeon, which I think is right. exactly where you are. And okay. I and I was looking up my phone because I, I I have this message that I wrote the moment that I was at that fight where you are the first the first boss fight, and I yeah. was like, man, motion controls can eat a dick seriously because they don't know. They don't do. They only do what you want them to do like half the time. So annoying when you know how to beat a boss, cause, but you can't because the shit doesn't know do what you tell yeah. it to. Like I was really upset at the controls, but it gets basically well, so it was my fault. It gets better, no, guys. It's not your fault. It's, it's my <laughs> because fault because I'm going through the same thing. The problem is so that they don't teach you properly, right? But the controls themselves are not the problem. So what, what I meant when okay, I'm maybe you're so. yelling at motion controls, it's not motion controls. It's that the game doesn't really tell you how to do this stuff properly. Still not your if fault. It's, if, well, yeah, you but, just said the, the game doesn't. Well, no, that boss fight is telling you how to do I, it. I see what you're saying. Yeah, it's maybe it's not my. Here's fault, the but. thing: I would not like that boss fight. You know, is very frustrating as yes. a first boss in the game too. Yes. I would question. Right, but it's necessary because it teaches you a very, very, very important skill for you for sword fighting, which is patience. Right, but and, it but it, it and wants sword position. Sorted position. There's plenty of ways to teach that that are not frustrating well i learned it that way so i i don't think they failed i i didn't i basically struggled i i lost him once i won that on my second fight but the first time i went in like fully powered up had a bottle of hearts whatever and i still was like i, I just died i lost everything because i was doing the sort of react quickly thing right and then i you know complained about it to jj and then i tried it again and like i started doing things a little slower and i realized that being patient about it and actually really con- really carefully controlling the sword right is a big thing in this game like, right but it was like the game never told me that. I just got lucky, basically. Like it never. The one icon that tells you how to—I forget what it was. Oh, it's flapping, flying the bird. Right. Like, 
I had doesn't to figure that out myself. Like yeah. the icon that tells you how to make the bird raise uh, altitude, yeah, is ridiculous. It doesn't tell you that you have to basically throw the remote like down almost to like make the wings it's like flap, flap up. Like a, yeah. like a bird. Which once you get it, actually, that is, was great. really fun. Yeah. I really yeah. like that. I love I love the flying. I now. love it too. Yeah. It's great. So but for the people game who don't know, teach you it well. Yeah, you're raising the the Wiimote up and then swinging it down, and then your bird flaps. Right. So it's like you're doing the bird's wings, which is great. Very intuitive once you know that that's what you're doing. Right. And for a long while, I was just trying to like you know like i was beating a small child with a stick or something <laughs> yeah. but then i realized oh you've got to snap it when you right. when you do it and that's right and then other stuff you know i really like like in the dungeons um have a lot of stuff making use of the not not just in in combat but making use of the the one-to-one of the uh yeah the sword controls like the um spider webs that you're cutting through and right. you're actually cutting right. whichever parts of the spider web and the spider web you know contracts based on what you've cut um, that was the second super frustrating thing for me was fighting a sculptula for the first time because that yes. also like I thought I figured it out but I was still not it wasn't working well but that's another cool thing though it's it. like they take these enemies and then they twist them totally like you, you, yeah. you get the first fight you and just you're gave like, away okay, how I... to beat the sculptula spoiler uh, <laughs> well it's like you fight them the first time you think you got to figure it out and the next time you see them it's like a different experience so you're just like well, well why isn't this working but then you have to but it's, it's all finesse though right like yeah. to beat that you don't walk up to it and whack it you, you just gently like slide your thing sideways to make it spin and then you poke it right and it's like that's right. something that is really it's, it requires patience and like calm which is not what you'd normally expect with the sword game where you're hacking right. shit up right yeah. you know you're not just pressing you're not replacing the a button with your you know right. hand right. flailing around in this in this game so let me ask you guys I, one of the things that i'm really looking forward to was so the um the combat in Wii Sports Resort actually in the um in the sword fighting mm-hmm. uh single player sword fighting game thing there i really liked once it got hard actually yeah. it was like very strategic and very nuanced where you're holding your sword and then you suddenly strike and right. whatever like do you get into these really intense sword battles later on in the game that are just very pitched very like oh. one-on-one intense kind of mm. i don't think it ever evolves too much past what what you've seen so far on it actually not yet anyway I'm, I'm well like, the boss fight i'm start i get I, as much as it was frustrating me i started to get I'm not even still sure, even though I'm hitting him, I'm doing it exactly right. But um, I started to get kind of that feel a little bit from the boss fight because it was cool. You're having to swipe, you know, in diagonal or straight or... or... There's a lot of horizontal or or, uh, vertical or poke-like stuff where they sort of telegraph like what you're maybe supposed to do and you sort of learn to follow that in the patterns. There's also a, a shield bashing is kind of important, I think, like knocking, right. you know, learning. Although I don't do that as much because I think it's stupid that the shields break. Like it's like, or there, they well, just should be really more. Did you, not just the first shield? It's no. I mean, they all yeah. have a stamina gauge. Well, as far as I am, anyway. Well, they all have stamina gauges, mm. but uh, I don't want to get spoiled. Okay, well, let's, it's just it's just that was kind of annoying. But but all those things are basically it. It doesn't. It hasn't gotten much more deep. Deeper than Talk that. About- well, it's cool because you can like counter with shields now. Like you can block and counter, right? Right. Which right. is really cool. And uh, I mean, yeah, I don't really ever use the shield that much, but uh, well, until recently when I figured out you can counter and do things with it. Uh, but uh, as far as like the sword play is concerned, you know, maybe it's it's not play. There's not that much of an emphasis on it later mm-hmm. on. I mean. You know, there's so many items and stuff that you do uh, use in the game. So, like, they're they're kind of melding both. And- so, is it a lot of like? I kind of got the feeling again from the first town. There's like a lot more shops. It seemed like with all of those items and stuff. Is this more like towards a? I mean, I'm not gonna say Skyrim, but more of a like 
gathering different things to make different items or collect different things or different systems in the game that you're... Well, you're just upgrading Yeah, items. a lot of the collectibles oh, okay. is for upgrading stuff, more yeah. or less, I think. And for, you know, or side quest related stuff, like bringing X number of Y to Mr. Z to uh-huh. get... To get what? Whatever. Like, uh, to get items or... It's, it's like all Zelda's. You might get a heart piece. You might get a, oh, okay. a, a you know, like a wallet upgrade or something. There's all different right. things, but... So that, that part of it uh, doesn't feel, like, significantly different than... Is that just kind of like... There's a, more stuff to collect. There's more... Yeah. To, you have all those bugs you can catch and stuff like that. I mean, that's kind of I, li- I, li- I like it. I think it's cool that I can improve, like, a normal... Uh, uh, like, if I get, like... The uh, what call it? The beetle thing. Like you can upgrade it to be like a a faster beetle mm. or something like that. I right, think it's cool right. that you can do. I mean, they're not like well. Sometimes they're bigger than some items are bigger than others. Uh, the upgrades, you mean? Right, the upgrades. But um, it's cool that like you can choose to upgrade them if you want, or you can just go with the base item or whatever. Right. Uh, I think it's, you get a feeling of like progression, like you do building up your character. You're also building up all of the items, right? And like, and and some items that kind of lose their usefulness later on. Like you can upgrade them to actually be a lot more useful. Huh? Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. So, um, did you have another? Like, I have a bunch of little things that I wanted to talk about that I don't know where they're exactly going to fit in. No, yeah, go ahead. Uh, one thing I think I think probably one of the biggest innovations uh, to in my mind to this game that no one has really I've heard talk about much is the stamina gauge. Yeah. Like, I think that changes the basic gameplay of Zelda a lot and in a good way. Like, mm. you, you basically have this, like, kind of little pie chart, like, stamina gauge, like the one you had in Mario like, 64. Yeah, Mario or, Life. Um, right. And you hold down the A button to, like, run or, or just, that it's not part, just run. I will say, like, the controls, just basic link controls in terms of running around, not, you know, to be rolling everywhere. Mm-hmm. Like, you feel like you're running, you're running fast. Yeah, right. you mm-hmm. do run on a stamina, but also. Running up walls, mm-hmm. like that just feels good. It does. It feels great. You can just immediately, boom, run, get into a run, and then he'll take like two or three steps up a wall and then can either reach up and grab something, or yep. if it's not there, he'll just come back down. But you could do it immediately, and uh, and also going into a roll is like immediate. Like you don't have to back up. You're right next to a tree. You can start running and then swing the nunchuck, go into a roll, hit the tree, right. and then drop it. And, and this stamina fast. thing is used in more and more ways as the game goes on. And like, like even for like climbing, when you're climbing up vines and stuff, it feels you can tap the. You basically like I'm holding the stick out forward, and you can just sort of flip it up like you're flipping a pancake. Yeah. And you'll, he'll jump like on the vines. And or like to left up. and right. You yeah. Can, yeah, left and right yeah, as well. You, I mean, you could basically, but these sort of movements are really fun to do. Like it right. makes climbing giant walls fun. You're just like slapping the stick around basically that, and jumping around. What I like about it, it's never like ah oh, fuck, I gotta climb that wall again or right. whatever. It's like okay, I'm gonna be up there in like two seconds exactly like no big deal like yeah. one I, of the yeah and this is something i think that need, they never they don't ever get rid of this this has to be in every zelda from now on because now that it's there it just feels like it always should have been there like it feels awesome this stamina gauge thing yeah. I mean, this idea is really great idea. you use it also when you're like hanging on a, on a rope or you use it to do a spin da- a spin slash whatever they call it right, right. use it anytime that you're doing something remotely perilous where you have to sort of be careful with the timing and everything and I think they really made good use of it it's yeah. really fun it's like the theme of this Zelda for me so far has been really just like trimming the fat of the series there's been a lot of like you know stuff like people rolling to go faster and stuff like that these mm. things that in Zelda that didn't make much sense like they cut them and they improved them like they you know these huge overworlds while you know, people love huge overworlds and exploring new worlds. Hey, what? What's well, that? That, what are you making a face for? That's no, what I'm just saying, because because <laughs> in Zelda, that? it's it's an illusion. That's why. 
People uh, like having fun. No, 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 no. Because games. because this the, uh, it's an illusion. You're going all you're doing is going from level to level, and it's just taking longer to do it. These like in in Phantom Ma- not Phantom. I keep saying Phantom Hourglass, Twilight but Princess. Twilight Princess. There's a lot of like little caves and stuff you can go into, but you go in there and it's just like you get a rupee. You know, right? Okay. Like, yeah, they take. Does all that, that not st- happen in this game? No. Yeah, the items are actually useful. They okay. give you things more than rupees. Like you don't end well, up like going to the end of a cave. Getting a treasure chest with the right. fucking rupee and then putting it back. That you know? always did piss me off when I would do like a whole little thing in Twilight Princess or whatever and yeah. get like 50 rupees. Dude, I got so sick of running back and forth on the overworld and oh yeah, this bridge is out. So right. I gotta go this way. And, oh god, this bridge is out. Alright, that's enough so, talking yeah. crap about so, Twilight Princess. But, so, <laughs> but, 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 but about the world, <laughs> okay. I, on, the, on the flip side of that, I, I will say like th- that's one of my fears where I'm at now is I think that th- the world is so intricately and designed mm. but it's it feels small to me like i feel like there's not a lot of different areas in the game so far to like really travel around and do stuff in yeah it. mm. you're you're about to get to a place where that kind of changes i hope it changes because so far i feel like there's a lo- the, the thing is they do it smart it's not like where you're like backtracking or whatever and like doing the same yeah. shit over again they Good. smartly handle backtracking but it's still you. It's the How same. How do you smartly handle backtracking? Uh, opening up different areas in the same location, right? It or was like, making you do like giving you new abilities, like Metroid style. To go, maybe you go explore a different area that you couldn't before. So it doesn't feel like you're backtracking so much. It's opening new parts when you right. have to go back. Gameplay wise, I'm happy, but like my, I'm just tired of the same background scenery. So like, I kind of mm. wish they just brought these in different locations. But that said. Like like I said, I'm like 30 hours in. Maybe there's things. Maybe I'm hoping it's gonna. There's a, there's little. very interesting area that you're coming up to. Um, Good. but uh, yeah, just like you know, I like how everything is so dense and just condensed in this game that you know I never feel like oh, I've got to go across Hyrule Field to get like a fucking. Uh, I see. Yeah. yeah, that's true. But you know, and here's another thing. And again, like I, I don't want to sound too negative on this, but I'm trying to point out the few things that I didn't like because I mostly love everything. Right. Another thing about this game is I, they try to make it a little too handholdy. Like I, like the whole uh, what what is it? Five fee whatever. Yeah. Five fives. Your your partner thing. Really cool personality. Well written. Blah blah blah. My but, son loves but, her. Almost useless in that, like, something happens in the game. Uh, you, you know, something obvious happens in the game, story-wise, and you're like, okay, I know what I gotta do next. And then five pops up. Yeah. I could say with 95% predictability, blah, 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 this is what you have to do next. It's like, I don't need you to tell me. I, th- I feel like I it just goes to back to me. the text skip thing. If you could skip that, you wouldn't even mind it so right. much. Well, you yeah, just be well, like, bam, bam, bam. That's the other thing is like, have you seen dousing yet? This is just a game. Okay, so dousing is like this thing where you point the Wii remote and it sort of, Fi helps you sort of locate where you need to go next. You go into first person. You go into first person. You're aiming your sword and then it It it, beeps like a heartbeat kind of as you get like, if if you start pointing in the direction you need to go. Right. Useless. I, useless. Well, I don't mean useless. It's too useful. It's not, it breaks it hurts the game i think i would rather have mm. in the old game well i don't really use it that much to be See, honest. I actually, but, but later in the game anyway like where i am lately i feel like everything it's like okay i've i've set this up on your dousing thing point you know yeah. to find it. it's like i don't want you to set it up i want to find it myself <laughs> like don't like well it's there if you want it and it's yeah it's, i i, I tend, not to, I tend not to use it and i, I, I will I'm say okay with it at the start i have used how do you know it's but, five but by you, the way and not fee i think it's, i saw someone on the guy is five actually now that he mentioned it yeah well so um I did use her a couple times in the. Um, this is your like basically your new. Um, uh, listen, Midna. Uh, or Navi, yeah. Yeah, yeah, Navi, your new sidekick. That's like 
talking you through everything. Talks but actually, much. sings badly. You can bring her up at any point, yeah. and there's like pretty extensive options for like, what is this? What am I doing next? Right, What's you can the, ask da, da, da. for hints and stuff. That's that's that, that I think is nice that it's there. Um, it's a little cumbersome to get through again because of the stupid text thing. I right. keep I keep hitting it, but such an easy thing. But I did use it a couple times where I'm like, okay, I'm here in this room. I'm really not sure what it is I'm supposed to be doing, yeah. and she would have like a hint or whatever. That was kind of nice. Like, right. didn't just give it away to me. Right. Ever just didn't say do this right here but just right. kind of a little nudge okay you're in the right place like my, you're not missing something my, my main yeah my, my main problem with it's not that i agree that stuff is all cool and again like she does have actually a function in the story and it's, it's interesting mm. and stuff but it's just this sort of dousing and pointing you hand holding you where you need to go that bothers me the other thing too is like it's almost like they were afraid that people would give up too soon like i just recently i had a hint and this is not a spoiler because you have no idea what I'm talking about. But the hint is basically like, go around the corner, go inside the eye and flick the switch. It's not like, you know, some sort of subtle wording that oh, might be like, I know you know, you maybe if you do something inside the eye of the skull or something and then you have to think about it. It's like, no, this is what you need to do to, to, to move forward. And it's like... And it not, just popped up on its own. You didn't... No, you had to go to... around and read like a little tombstone looking thing, oh, okay, you know. But okay. it's like, give me a hint to make me feel smart for figuring it out don't outline it and tell me and i feel like so it crappy wasn't like localizations that yeah i know for <laughs> real treehouse guys don't so know, I don't know a, what they're doing i have a question before we move on to skyrim like a well that's a two-parter how many times have you guys died okay and do yeah, you get question. stuck pretty often i've done in my four hours i've died twice yeah already yeah actually three times twice on that boss who was really pissing me off mm. in my 28 to 30 hours i've probably died close to 10 times maybe yeah eight times, probably a lot like more that. than that for me but oh, like really? I, I i do find this like they weren't kidding when they were saying this is like the hardest zelda right uh i don't i don't find it hard especially i'm really i'm, I'm making it a point not to ask for hints or look on the net or anything for help so i'm right. figuring everything out on my own there were a couple times where i was stuck in a room for like 10 minutes before i finally figured out what to do mm. and that goes back to earlier what i was saying that these rooms are so huge sometimes yeah and there's so many things you can do i mean even like bombs it's like you can throw bombs or you can roll bombs you can bowl them and it's like they both oh, have that's awesome yeah, yeah they have different functions and it's like you know spoiler <laughs> totally just spoiled yeah but um, <laughs> zelda game has bombs by <laughs> no that you can bowl oh but but well, but it's actually but I mean it's actually that just the number of different things you can do especially in a big room like that it makes it sometimes hard to figure stuff out hmm. one last thing too I will say I, I, this is another thing that didn't fit anywhere is thank god you can recenter the yes. Wiimote at any yeah. time now by yes. just pressing down on the d-pad yes. why wasn't that in any, every Wii game so apparently because this, this is the it's a function of the gyro not yeah. the, you're not using the sensor bar yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh, okay. That, but which it actually explains some of the kind of frustrating things. Once you know it, you're fine. But right. for example, the flying beetle thing that we're talking about, mm-hmm. um, you you were explaining to me, John. If you, you hold the Wiimote how you're normally holding it, um, gripping it like a like a baseball bat, mm-hmm. um, and you try to do that, when the bug flies, you have a problem aiming up and moving it around. It's a real pain in the butt. But if you hold it like you're like you're holding like a paper airplane kind of before exactly. you have to throw it exactly. with your index mm-hmm. finger and your thumb, mm-hmm. um, holding and holding it flat and level moving it like that. That's kind of how you're supposed to do it, right? But you can there, you can still kind of you know do a halfway thing where you put your fingers. No, down, I know, along but the you side. have to you have to say okay, I'm holding it differently now because I'm going to be doing this thing. Right, right. Same thing with you do have when to you're flying, your when you're fighting. You do these once. I think the control part of it is probably just a matter of of learning it. Yeah, um, I'm assuming. Yeah. Um, anyway, totally. and yeah. 
That's... I can't wait to play more. I'm kind of bummed because now yeah. we're uh, I'm going to be away from my TV for about two weeks and I can't play more Zelda. Right. And I'm really sad because it's just getting great now. And I mean, like... I'm really excited to play more because I... Yes. Uh, the, the, you the... decided not to bring your Wii to... Hi, hi Hiroko. Welcome hi. to the podcast. That's right. Everybody, by the way, we were very quietly joined um, in that segment by uh, Hiroko Bidaboto. <laughs> Minamoto. That's exactly how I sound right now. Oh, you had a cold. Yeah, I have a cold right now. Um, Yeah, I joined in around the part that um, JJ was making fun of people enjoying the game. Yeah. (laughs) How dare they? (laughs) No, well, I mean, uh, I don't want to keep talking about Zelda, but there is like, uh, you know, uh, the reviews have been pretty, uh, well, there have been some bad reviews and some good reviews, and I feel like we're at a point now. But mostly really, really positive. Let's not. Like I don't know what the Metacritic's at, but it was it's like ninety five. Yeah. yeah, I mean, dude, that's they're glowing. We're right? get, we're getting to a point though where like I think Zelda as a series, there are like definitely camps that are coming up and saying well, like this is Zelda, this is Zelda, this is Zelda. Well, I well, think Zelda gets rated against and, other Zelda games right, now yeah. instead of instead of other games. Period. Yeah, which is kind of weird. So like, right. if it's not your favorite Zelda, they'll knock it more points than they probably should. Yeah, and know? other people will say like Zelda gets a free lunch because of Zelda, right. and so whatever. Yeah, I think I think it's more interesting that people are separating into into camps, which are like some are kind of quote-unquote over Zelda or right. they think I'm too old for it or whatever. I like, I like Skyrim. A lot of them are playing that. <laughs> yeah. And and then there's a, a another camp which is firmly, you know, I love Zelda pretty much no matter what. I think for the people in the middle, I think that's what I've found interesting. Like, mm. um, I mean, the fact that Edge gave it a 10 says mm. to me that this is actually, and I mean, just, that's just one review out of many, but like, you know, Game Informer, a lot of like big major outlets um, have been giving it really, really um, high reviews. And that says to me that there's w- way more than you are getting a taste of in the first couple hours. I do wish that starting experience, they would learn more from Twilight Princess and had it be more engaging. I mean, that's just my personal opinion right from the start. Right. But, like, I see you guys playing it. I hear you talking about it, et cetera, et cetera. Like, yeah, I'm. I I really really want to play more. I'm kind yeah. of glad. Oh, I'm I can't wait to get back so to it. Oh, yeah. Music is amazing. It's so good in that game. The music mm. ugh, and like it just it feels good. The, this the last dungeon I was in really did it for me. I was like, oh my god, this is like the best dungeon I've been in. in a long I love time. the boss for that area too. I oh. an incredible boss. Like yeah. I, like t- in the top Zelda bosses I've ever fought. It was it like I don't amazing. Be talking about this game forever. <laughs> it was amazing. Really, like if we could just like like you know unleash the levy and just like spoiler crazy i could talk for days you know what yeah. or you guys could just talk outside of this podcast <laughs> but people want to you guys the 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 10 the one percent of people who have gotten as far as we've gotten would, would love to hear about it. a lot of people are really far already in yeah. the game i don't know if they like bought it early or well it came out in the uk first in but. sweden it was like out two weeks ago mm. Uh, one one last note. Actually, I don't want to end on this because it's a downer. But I want just anyone who makes any motion control anything ever, balancing on a tightrope is not fun. Let's just fucking get that <laughs> out there. That's it's not another... fun. It's never been fun. It's easy. You're though. not clever. No, no, no. When you put it into a game, it sucks. Get rid of it. I don't want to see it anymore. It's the it's the go to thing for anything with motion controls. It's mm. always being on a tightrope. I've never once ever had it be fun. There's a ever. couple of parts in the game where like they they. Put some spin on it that makes it interesting, but I will. I agree. But you know what though? 
didn't that start from being super frustrated with how it doesn't work right? But actually, the way you control it is nothing like how they tell you to do it. Like, yeah. all you're supposed to do is, like, constantly wiggle the Wiimote back and forth. Yeah, which you like, do this. Yeah, right. Like, I don't, like, I got don't that like, later look too. at your yeah. guy. My guy's leaning right. I bet. Yeah, you don't do that. You, you don't just, do that like which is you weird. would expect to or, like, that works in the real world or, like, walking across tightrope Let's move on to Oblivion or Skyrim. or. I don't want to end with that. So, like, your guys overall... Zelda thing is. I'm not what? done yet, but if I if I if I was on EGM, I'm currently at about a nine point five. Wow! And, and you know, I was I was usually pretty strict with my EGM, like nines and up. Yeah. But but yeah, I it's give perfect, it a but it's close. five out of five. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, another game you're very excited about, JJ, is uh, Skyrim. <laughs> Sky- Skyrim, the uh, horse flying simulator. I hear. <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> Yeah, there's, a, there's some bugs in that game. Yeah. Um, but uh, so, Johnny, you've played probably the most here. I've probably played the second most. Really? I think you've been playing the hell out of that game the last I week. mean, I played it all. Didn't you get Saturday up like 7 a.m. and like play it to like 2 a.m.? Maybe. Wow. <laughs> um, I believe it was 5 a.m. No, I, <laughs> I did some shit in the middle there. Um, like okay. eat and go to the bathroom? Right. Yeah. Pretty much. I, I'm probably, I don't know, but maybe like 20 hours or so. Yeah. Or like 20, 24. Yeah. So I've, been, I've played about 25. Probably. I feel like, yeah. again, it's probably what everybody says, but I, I mean, there's tons of stuff I don't know about the game. Yeah. Um, it's like, so you were not, this is something I feel like is interesting. You were not a big Oblivion fan, right? The last I, game in the series. I was not. Yeah, I really, I bought it. I was excited to play it. Right. And it eventually just let me down. And, yeah. and John, you were kind yeah. of the same way. Yeah, yeah, I really wanted to like Oblivion. In fact, I even I bought it and then I bought like the expansion pack before I played the original thing, just knowing how much I oh, they can't wait to play this game, and then wow. I didn't like it. So, uh-huh. so yeah, how many hours did you? Play? That sounds I like, like a very three challenging. hours. I and didn't play a lot. I, well, you know what? The intro alone is like three hours. So I probably played like five hours. But it, how long did you problems. play? How long did you play Skyrim? Just so people uh, know, twelve hours maybe. 10 okay, to 12 so hours. you put a good chunk of change into it. Yeah. Um. So I I still feel like i've scratched the surface like i was like tons yeah. of stuff i don't know about whole i probably haven't even been to i don't even know half of the world i mean even just whole regions of the map that are completely mm. maybe three quarters even yeah. of the world yeah Aww. is it just um, like snowy mountains all over the place or is there a lot of no well, no it's, it's not just snowy mountains yeah but, there's a lot of nice landscapes that are yeah but the, the the thing I, f- I find is interesting and where I was going with the talk earlier is there's a lot of people who I keep hearing this were like not really into Oblivion and then are not really into Skyrim. The interesting thing for me is Skyrim really is just more Oblivion, except it's it looks better. It's expanded and it's 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 a progression. It's an evolution of it. Right. It's a, a tweaked version of sure. it. Sure. Um, and I'm the same way, actually. I played Oblivion and I kind of got... I didn't consciously again put it down after like seven or eight hours, but I put it down and didn't pick it back up for whatever reason. I was kind of enjoying it, but Mm. you know, kind of like, well, something just didn't grab me. This game has definitely grabbed me more. I think it's just finally passed some threshold where people are like, 
willing to put up with the shit of what people are willing to put up with and as it keeps getting polished and polished and polished it just keeps getting a bigger and bigger and bigger audience well that's why it was always so compelling like probably to all of us I mean like I really like I said I wanted to like Oblivion I mean way back even Morrowind I like really wanted to like and before that like I just like the whole world is really compelling and interesting from the outside looking in but then you get in and play yeah. and really fundamental game mechanics are broken like yes. combat and like talking to people and like it was just like yeah. okay this yeah. is the uh, most basic stuff like, you do in Oblivion so and in, it's not fun. And so. in Skyrim, people aren't like just standing around and then when you walk up to them, make like this crazy face at you. No, I don't think so. And then when you talk to them, they like go back to their regular face. I've enjoyed the conversations with the people I've had so far in Skyrim. They actually, I think the voice acting, and I don't know, I may be alone in this, but I, I thought the voice acting is good. I uh, think the people. No. No. Really? Yeah. I totally think the voice I, acting there is was, really no, the There's like outright wrong line reads in that game. Oh, well, me there, crazy. Yeah, there's definitely you're looking some, at that from like, as like a localizer, right? But, like, but, but no, no, no. There, I mean, okay. definitely yeah. some like there's points where the lines are just like, you should have read that a little bit differently. <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh, like, I, I see what it was written, what yeah, they were saying. Like, right. the voice just actors just didn't have the context. Understand the context considering exactly. there's like 70 mm. actors and like no, thousands of lines of voice, I, I'm willing to be I a know. little more forgiving with this. I know, see, but I'm not going to call them. it good. I'm not going to call it good. I'm not gonna, it's good. I'm not going to pick on it, but it is not good. Like, here's, here's the thing. Like, it, when it's good, it is good. Certain, certain okay, characters. Okay, there's lots of really good parts. I just disagree but there's with you guys. Mm-hmm. I think it's, I mean, but then like, again, like, the game is so huge, I could have been, dude, like, one shot. Dude, you, are, you are a victim of the Elder Scrolls cycle. Like, this is, you play the game, and then you <laughs> start seeing the bugs. This is the accusing. Yeah, you're, and then you're like, oh, well, people. it's so big, it's excusable. <laughs> and then, like, you, and then <laughs> you, <laughs> have nothing to do wait, with wait, that. Wait. No, dude, it is all the, everything. All the bugs, like, flying 50 no, no, feet no. in the I air. I know what you're saying, because you, you haven't played. So JJ just got the game for me today. He's going to borrow right. it. hasn't played it yet. But I haven't even seen that many bugs yet. I know what you're saying, but, like, the bug thing, like, I, I was worried about it. I haven't had any crashes. I haven't had any really weird shit happen. In fact, the only weird thing that happened to me, and it just happens a lot, and it's a vic- it's a result of the system being the way it is. Is that sometimes two people talk to me at the same time? Right. Right. But, right. but in Oblivion, you could, the same that person. couldn't even happen because the whole world froze when you talk to people, which was right. another thing I hated about Oblivion. But this one, the world keeps going on while you're talking to characters. People walk away and they're doing other sometimes things. Sometimes the like, person that you're talking about, talking about how you're going to kill them, like walks right by. <laughs> you. Yeah. Like so. Yes. So let me let me back up and say like more fundamentally what this game, what's good and bad about this game. Like this game to me is like. Like um, Morrowind and Oblivion before it, this game to me is like as close as anyone has gotten to making like electronic Dungeons and Dragons. Like mm, this is yeah, what definitely. when we played D and D when we were kids, or I did. This is what it was. It was like just this big fucking open world, and you could do whatever you wanted, and there was all these people to talk to, and it just felt like you were in this crazy world. But it's it's like going over to your friend's house to play D and D, who lives who's like. There's fucking like McDonald's on the floor and he's totally <laughs> disorganized and shit is like all in piles like newspaper. It's like that hoarder show. You like <laughs> go over to a show and he's like, ah, oh, fuck it. It's around here somewhere. Here Under I got dead it. Cat. It's like, yeah. yeah, you gotta like put up with all this shit and like, you know. You're saying that's what Skyrim is like? That's what Skyrim is like. You you know, his mom comes down in the middle of while you're playing and then he has to go eat dinner for like an hour or whatever. <laughs> it's like, like in Skyrim, you know, something's totally busted or a person just disappears or something doesn't work right or you're talking to someone and they say something completely fucked up and weird and out of context but you're also having such an amazing you know adventure in this huge open world where really i mean just the fucking cooking thing in that game is probably like more complicated and more in-depth and more 
subtleties packed into it than like the armor crafting uh, subsection of like other major RPGs. Like mm. this game is like the anti Final Fantasy 13. Like Final Fantasy 13 <laughs> right, is like this one's go forward down this hallway. Like here it's like I was thinking you're in the middle that. of a desert. Like pick what you're gonna do. I kind of want to. I kind of would love to see the looks on the faces of the guys who made Final Fantasy 13 after playing Skyrim. Like I kind of want to dangle it in their face and be like, this is a game. <laughs> Rub their nose in it. <laughs> and be like, play this. Understand yeah. this. Where are all the corridors? Yeah. <laughs> like they would just get in one hallway and then like they'd open the door and they'd be out there and they'd be like, they'd turn around and go back down the down the hallway. They would just kill mole rats or whatever in that first hallway over and over again. But yeah, Skyrim. Like I, I like again, twelve hours. I haven't really seen a lot of this stuff. Like these problems. Anyway, I mean. It hasn't been 100% perfect, but what really captured me is, um, first of all, as far as I could tell, not everybody has, I mean, of course not everybody has the same experience, but... Nobody has but, the same experience. But yeah, even, the, the, even the beginning thing. of the game, like, do we all, do you, does everybody end up in, like, River Run right after the beginning, or can you end up in another town or something, that, or... That's where you're supposed to go. Like, yeah, yeah. But you don't have to. I mean, but, but one thing I found... go anywhere from me, there, I think I me and Johnny were talking about this last week, but I think there's, early on, very, in the, right in the beginning of the game, you start out, and uh, this is dragon attack hack happens, and, you know, chaos ensues. Right. You're, you're basically... You get to escape your your fate. You're going to be killed. This is the very beginning of the game, like the first five minutes. Right. It's how the game opens up. Right in there, there's a quest part where you can branch. You can go. You could follow one guy or follow the other guy. Yeah. I followed one guy. Johnny followed another guy, and mm-hmm. like different things happen. Like I ended up killing the guy he followed. Right. But he didn't kill anybody on his thing. Like it's just different, which yep. is uh, awesome. No, no, that's the. There's zillions of things like that. <laughs> but in so the then game. you get to the first town. You do some stuff. Anyway, the first major dungeon I went to was this. I think it's probably the first major dungeon everyone goes to, but I'm not sure. It's the no, one no I went to... Well, I mean, I went to a totally different dungeon before really? I even went to River Run. Yeah, you can, like, go to a fucking cave There's, there's a, a mine or there. Or... Did you just stumble upon this, or are you, like, I, reading the internet? And I was just, like... Before I went to River Run, I was like, oh, I'm going to look around a little bit. Oh, okay. And, and I went, went to this, this mine, yeah. Wow, wow. Okay, well, the first thing I did is I went to that the, the place up in the mountains in the snow where you have to go to... The, there's bandits up in there. Yeah. And it's ridiculously beautiful. Like, the, just the environment. And while it's snowing and everything, it starts... The, the higher up the mountain you go, the snow starts getting strong. It's windy. You hear the wind. Like, the sounds, the graphics were amazing. And like so at was, that point yeah. is where I was just like, I got lost. That never happened in Oblivion. I got lost in the world. I was like, right. this world is beautiful and amazing. I want to explore it. On a macro level, I think so. Like when you're up on a mountain looking over and you know that you can go anywhere and you're seeing like down over there, that's awesome. When you're like climbing up rocks and they're all close up in your face or going through a dungeon, mm-hmm. it can just sometimes it just looks like a bunch of crap. <laughs> I mean, I sometimes mean, it's like I don't even know what this is. I think this is kind of supposed to be a cave in or something. It's just like a bunch of. Just, you know, blah, 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 like right, over here. Right. Uh, by the way, we live next to goblins, and apparently we just came home. <laughs> we don't live next to them. Oh, we, work, we, work, <laughs> we work here. We work but, here. you know, I, I will say, like, the uh, I tried the melee combat because I'm like, okay, cool, maybe they fixed it a little bit. I think they did make some strides and some improvements. I don't know really Oblivion enough to really say exactly what's changed. But I will say again, I still didn't have like visceral feeling like I was actually hitting somebody when yeah. I did it. I yeah. couldn't. You can't tell like do you how play in far first things or are. Third person? First person. You do. Okay. I tried third person, and I know Johnny. You said you're playing in third person. I'm playing entirely in third person. That astounds me. I'm playing in third person. That yeah. astounds me. I would love to play in third person, but it's so jank. Like it is jank. It, but I need to see my guy. Yeah. Like, I need to know like. I, I don't have any frame of reference for how far apart things are. You like, know, exactly, right? That's what is part of the problem with the combat, which is why I switched to spell casting. Which is, is it still I, just like, you know, bump and hump? You just like 
go back and forth and swing when it's you get run close. backwards and do shit while you're running. See, backwards. that's the other hope thing. You don't trip on a rock. With yeah. third person, is you can you can actually look around and like maybe strife around the person coming off of dark souls yeah. i tried to play it like dark souls a little bit you know come like kind of narrow it down to fighting one guy at a time but they just they, they, they don't really act that way they don't react to it so it doesn't really work you can't like really they don't react at all right no they do they're not i mean they're not they, they react in fact eh. you can get no matter how far away you get they'll still be shooting arrows at you and stuff like there's little they don't things but really react though not in the way jj's talking yeah. about like they're not smart like dark souls enemies are no but it's sure. not really like being smart it's like well, yeah. But one thing I think, though, is that, the, the, and this probably sounds like sacrilege to like Elder Scrolls fans or whatever, but you know what? This is probably why I didn't play your Sacrilege game the is place. the word they would use, too. Sacrilege! <laughs> kill a goat or something. But basically, is that game needs some sort of lock-on with enemies, like or Z-targeting, or something. Maybe not like, hmm. maybe you have to earn it, like Z-targeting, like you have to hold something. But it would just make the combat a billion times better. Because mm. you can actually move around enemies without yeah. like, turning in the other direction. Because it's just I, weird. Yeah. You end up looking off in the distance while you're fighting somebody because you I, missed. It's I like, guess that it's that mm. it's still that's really its first person legacy that they haven't really focused yeah. on third yeah. person much because first person that would be weird, right? Z targeting to first lock person. on. Yeah, it it's, doesn't have to be weird. They did it in Mach and X. Old games, yeah, did it, and it's kind of weird. It needs it bad, man. That that is like the biggest thing it that would fix combat. It needs something. It needs... No, I think the bigger thing for combat is just kind of like a... I mean, like Dark Souls, it needs more of like a, a give and take of um, offense and defense and like risk and reward. And when you hit somebody, they react in like some predictable way. It just I, needs the Dark Souls fighting engine so well i said that and a few like you know oblivion or whatever skyrim fans like were like no that would never work on on them but it's like nobody told me why and i still don't know why it has some more stuff with like timing right like the critical hits and stuff that you do which i think is a good really good start um the magic is okay you know the combat it makes combat okay again it's mostly running backwards and shooting shit while you're doing it um but i i also don't like that you only have two shortcut keys and you're not cycling through. I'm using a lot of different stuff as a mm. magic user. It yeah. sounds like a commercial or something for like a <laughs> satchel. Like as a magic user, I use a lot of different weapons in every time I go to combat. Um, but but seriously, like I fucking when I see somebody, the first thing I do is okay, bring up the menu because I got time for time for action. Right. Right. Mm. Is that is that similar? So yeah, what I what I was talking about this with my friend the other day. Um, the whole favorite system yeah. is a good start. I feel like yeah, but it. It's an improvement. It's it's definitely an improvement. So the you, favorite system? You press, yeah. Like, so you, you select, you know, whatever item you want to favorite mm. or your spell. Mm. Right. Um, now. Up, up on the D-pad. Press up on the up. D-pad brings it up. You can have left and right on the D-pad be quick keys where you don't have to. Did you not know this? Cheapy <laughs> didn't know this either. I'm about to fucking blow your mind, okay? <laughs> Listen to I this. I was trying to figure this out. Listen I was to like. This. Yes. Okay. I'm about to fucking change your world. Please do. <laughs> the fact that you played the game as long as you did up until now without this says to me you are a very patient man. Because Cheapy was the same way too. Um, in your favorites menu, actually I think in any menu, hold down left or right on the D-pad. And a little one or two will pop up on the thing. Now those, whatever you've set, as you hold down left, let's say it's fireball spell, hold down left, and then a little one appears on your menu. Mm. Now anytime, wherever you are, just in real time, you hit left. I'm, I'm sorry, um, not left. Um, yeah, no, yeah, I'm sorry. It is left. Left on the D-pad, that will bring up that um, option for you. So like your fire, your left hand will turn into a fireball. So like if you have... So if I have left hand fireball, right hand sword. And you hit left again, it'll go fireball, fireball. 
Okay. It, it, it's basically like you so selecting that. So it's not an armor that. set. No. You can't choose a, like a set of armor. Like, you know, uh, this is going to be my oh. walking around exploring set. And this oh, is going to be. That? Like, that's how I want to do it. Oh, yeah. You know? I, I never thought of that because I'm, I'm not using uh, armor. Since I'm a mage, I'm just casting um, constantly, by the yeah. way. Constantly. <laughs> I'm running around in town casting, like, oak skin or whatever on myself. I'm, like, talking to people. I'm, like, <laughs> because you gain experience every time you cast right, it, right? Right, I'm um, seriously every fucking 60 seconds casting oak skin, okay. I, have, I have that's yeah. like level 60 and everything else is like level 20 or whatever but I, i'm not sure you can do it you could do that would it with be weapons. great that would be great like, you could do it with a... weapons i never even thought about it with armor but you can do that with left and right my problem is there's not a quick way to cycle through stuff like for example metal gears system where you have the shoulder pad where you just hold it down select something really fast to me i'm selecting from a even my favorites list is a relatively big list of yeah. things that i need to get to kind of a lot it's like all my spells basically right yeah <laughs> and i need to use a lot of different spells a lot right. of times yeah. and um so having just two is a start but it's still frustrating to me in the middle of a battle to be going to these like menus stopping all the action and doing stuff like that i wish it was a little more dynamic still well um, you know like going into your menu and choosing your spells armor skills whatever is really simple and great and i like the way that they did the up down left right sort of thing i like that idea so but what i'm thinking is what i was thinking is uh do like a a mini version of that with the Mm d-pad so that you can select your um armor magic Mm -hmm. uh whatever yeah i'm guessing playing on a pc all this stuff is probably yeah exactly it's not actually the pc interface is built around the console interface which is messed up i'm sure it's going to be people are making mods and stuff yeah, if I had a keyboard with all of my things, that would actually solve a lot of my... So can you plug any keyboard, actually, with this? And no, the, 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 apparently it's the same interface on the PC, and people are seriously up in arms people about People are it. not happy, yeah. and they but shouldn't you, be. But you can't use a keyboard even on the PC? No, you you can, keyboard, but it's like you're not, you're not getting any extra keys. You can't, like, set all your number of keys. Uh, it, they're going to they're gonna change that and fix that, which is a lot of... There's other stories about There were, like, day one mods for this game, so yeah. just... Yeah, yeah. Um, you can. There's a mod where you can kill kids now. Okay, oh, that just came That's out. Wonderful. But um, That's important. But you know, I will say, um, I the the graphics are are way improved, and they're to the point where it's pretty cool. Like exploring is, it makes exploring even more exciting. Um, I music always loved fantastic. the music is really good. So yeah, good. it is. So I epic. get so pumped at the yes. startup screen. Oh god, I just leave the title screen. Yeah, yeah I know. I so do like I. <laughs> We're chanting that song. Dragon shows up, or any of that stuff right. happens, or whatever. And you have the fucking yo 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 yo. Like the Vikings are like chanting your name and yeah. shit. You're like fucking yes. Like I am the fucking baddest motherfucker on this planet. Yeah. Um, the game does a really good job of making you feel like a badass. Totally. Sure. Like yeah. like. Like and and the the way it drips, uh, like building your character and yeah. and how you do that. I don't really like the interface for that. It's it's cool idea, but practically it's kind of a pain in the butt. But I do love that was what, like it's with all their games with Fallout with everything. It's like you're just looking at them. It's like window shopping. You're like fuck. Oh yeah, man. Wait, pickpocket. You know, fifty percent more. I'm gonna be like a thief guy. But then you go into the illusion section. You're like, wait, what the fuck? Like cast you know whatever spells for 20 yeah. percent less that sounds awesome i'm gonna be a yeah. spellcaster guy paralyzed by choice basically yeah. yeah like there's there's just so many different ways you can kind of focus your guy so what classes did you guys choose 
what yeah. uh, races, whatever. Oh, so okay, so I I chose a dark elf, um, and the reason being that you would be a dark elf. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what that means. I don't. I don't know what that means either. But um, <laughs> anyway, so like the dark elves. Um, well, uh, they're the ones that bonus, are like fireproof, right? right? Yeah, their bonus is that uh, the racial bonus is that they're fifty percent. Uh, Resistant, to, resistant fire. to fire, exactly. And I figured there's a lot of dragons in right. That's pretty smart. That's a good so. fucking call because you had to make that call right at the start of the game. Yeah, it's hard to choose. I chose Imperial, which I just chose because something in the description made it sound like he would be good as a fighter. And a, I said, should, should say she. Oh, like did a, you pick a girl again? I did. Yeah, should say she. But you're playing like in first person, so you twister. can't even look at her. So what's the point? I know. I, I switch to third person every once in a while. To be honest, I forget. <laughs> I forget, and people are always like, "Hey, lassie, how you?" And I'm like, "Oh yeah, that's right." I'm like a woman. So like people are in my head, like when the Vikings and shit are going on, I'm like fucking you're like Conan. Conan right? Yeah, and then and then I like you know sleep or sit down on a stool or something. Like, oh yeah, that's right. I'm like a it's this like hot redheaded girl. Um, are, are you really hot? Is it like? Of can course, you actually... no, I'm not going to make some ugly girl. Well, it is an Elder Scrolls game. No. Well, okay. <laughs> so, okay, yeah, like characters. Yeah. There's a lot of ugly people in this yeah. game. It's an ugly world. They're they, better looking. They can general. be made to be pretty good looking. Okay. Yeah, like and, the Red Guard, for example. Yeah. Yeah, they look pretty good. And actually, John, now that I think about it, there are some characters in the game who I feel like probably got like more love than others. Where mm. like. The writing and the voice. One thing that kind of bothers me about the writing, having worked recently on a medieval setting game, not mm. saying that one is better than the other or better <laughs> written than the other or whatever, but they say stuff like, let's do this. And like, they, they use these modern expressions and stuff in, in the world. Yeah. Uh, Skyrim, yeah. And it just kind of takes There's me out of it. a little bit of that in Zelda too. I was finding like some of the, mm. some of the, you know, NPC type characters or like these like sort of woodland creature like things were like talking like me and you. It was like, Hmm, that's a little strange. And right. everybody sounds so well like, spoken there and was, modern. I haven't played the game, but I did watch a little video on Nico Nico the other day. And there was a scene where they had killed a dragon and uh, I guess it's when you're you first get the shout function or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I just thought it was funny because like this one character is like, "Hey, you're Dragonborn. Why don't you try and shout? I heard you can shout. Just try it." And then the, the girls, and <laughs> that sounds awesome. That, that sounds was like a good really good voice. voice. And yeah, this, and really this girl's voice. like, "He's not Dragonborn. What are you talking about?" <laughs> <laughs> and, he's, and, and then he just like gets really he gets really persistent. He's just like, "What? Well, just try and shout and just shout. Just do it." And then like. I, just like the way that they wrote the lines was like okay you're obviously wanting me to go to the menu and it just it it seemed a little bad and a little it, it took me out of the whole scene like you just I kill mean, a dragon and the guy's just like pestering you to shout. <laughs> there is that stuff where you walk up and two people are having a conversation i mean it's still a cool way to get information but you'll have like yeah. two people getting an information or people will like first thing they see you they say a lot of like exposition and stuff like right. that um other weird stuff like i went to this um I went to a uh, hold where these um, rogue spellcasters were holed up, okay? They had, like, taken over this place as their hideout. And uh, I walk into a room, and I just see them casting spells. Like, one of them's teaching another one, and they're casting spells down, like, a firing range That's type pretty thing. cool. It's really cool. And then so I kill, of course, I slaughter <laughs> everyone in the room. And then I'm, like, looking down the range, and there's a cage, and there's a person in the cage. And I'm like, oh, wow, holy shit. Like, I'm going to rescue this person. Maybe they're going to give me some item or they're going to help me or whatever. And I go up and talk to them. Uh, and they're in the cage. And what, I, I wrote down here what they said. Um, what was the first thing that they said? Oh, yeah. 
what can I do for you? <laughs> and there's not, there's no conversation. There's no nothing with the person. The person's just standing there like, duh, duh, duh. and I'm like, I, talk, I keep talking to them. And they're like, can I help you? Like, they're what do you cage. want? Yeah, they're like giving me the attitude. Yeah, that's all those <laughs> girls I know. There is a cage that's as big as they are. I mean, it's like not even. It's like a go-go go, go, go dancer cage. Been fucking taking fireballs up the ass for probably like the last two hours. And I'm like, just killed the person that's doing this to them. And I talked to them. I'm like, hey, what's up? What, can I, what? You know, they're, they're, they're just like looking at me like, yes. Yeah, but that's Hello, like, that and was, what do you want? This was the kind of stuff that made me deni- made me hate Oblivion. So where it's like everything's like, right. things that should be jointed are very disjointed. So that stuff is still in there. Like That's it, weird. To, to, to a certain degree. Um, probably better than Oblivion. I mean, mm. I'm sure better than Oblivion. But right, did you ever weird see shit still happens? Did you ever see that Oblivion video where like you could, this guy goes into a house and starts talking to these this couple and they're like, "We love dogs." Oh, that dogs is the best awesome. video I've ever seen. I love, love, love dogs. And then a dog comes in and attacks the guy, <laughs> and like the guy's fighting the dog. <laughs> And then the wife comes over and starts killing the guy. Hold on, it's even better than that because (laughs) remember how I said in Oblivion, like everything else stops while you talk to somebody. So this guy is fighting his own dogs, and then the woman comes up and talks to you (laughs) as the guy is like about to like strangle the dog in the background, and then she starts talking about how her and her husband love dogs. And in the background, the guy is like killing a dog. It's so great. Yeah, Yeah, that that kind of thing. Why why, why did the dog start attacking? I I don't know. I think he just let the dog in. <laughs> yeah, so the dog, the too, dog the guys in the background like screaming at the dogs and throwing his arms out. <laughs> we have to link to that. Yeah, uh, that I, I will I put the video that, the show um, as well. But like, but yeah, overall, I will say like now I'm about 20 hours in. I think I said, and I, I will say like I've definitely been way into it, way more into it than Oblivion. But I'm, I am finding a similar kind of arc where I'm starting to get like. And I'm going mostly main story. I'm starting to feel like, okay, I fought. I'm fighting a lot of the same things. Um, you know, dragon battle happens every once in a while. That's kind of exciting. Some of the bosses that are harder. I'm playing on um, uh, adept. I think difficulty, um, which is like that's like normal, right? Isn't it? That's like normal. Yeah. Then there's like something higher, and then a, a master. So I think that's like number three out of the five or something like that. But mm-hmm. um, I will say I'm. Doing a lot of the same stuff. I like the dungeons when there's traps and, um, you know, obvious books that are like somebody's journal where you have to read it. Like, right. I, mean, I have that thing again where there's like, I'm not going to read a fucking book. I'm sorry. Like, yeah. I'm not, but you learn stuff by reading books. Right? I know, so. but there's like seven zillion of right, them and right. they're like 50 yeah. pages long. So I do this thing where I pick up a book, look at the title page. And if it gives me the broom, you know, that I learned something, great. Fucking throw it away, no matter what. So it's like pick up book. Oh, throw so you don't away. have to read all book, through the last page. No, to get the broom. Yeah, yeah, I think you used to. I think in Morrowind or some, maybe not. Oh, I don't know. Okay. But you, page through it or whatever. You don't have to do anything. You pick it up, and if you're gonna get it, then you got it. Um, but you know that stuff's cool. I'm really glad it's there. I'm glad I don't have to read it. I'm right. a little annoyed that sometimes you do. I mean, there's certain things that you will learn from the book mm. that you don't get unless you read it. Just like right. this book teaches you how to do invisibility, how to to craft an invisibility potion but you have to actually really read it in order to actually do that it doesn't just give you the recipe by looking at right. it so here's another question do you uh do you do you are you honest like do you steal stuff or um or, like kill people or innocent people i've or? been pretty good actually i haven't killed 
anybody on purpose. I have a question. Um, that was innocent. When you kill somebody in this game, do the police officers just like follow you to the end of the world? Uh, I don't know. I haven't. I haven't. I haven't yeah, really I haven't anyone. tried to kill anybody I who didn't deserve pissed. it. Yeah, I know they yeah. come after you. You've seen the. I'm sure a lot of people have seen the glitches. Like, well, the glitches. The I guess it's a glitch where you could basically steal pretty easily as long as you block people's like sight. Like you right. could, you could take yeah, something. Yeah. You you could put a pot on somebody's head. You can murder people that way too. Actually, I know. I saw you that. You can drag things. I think out of people's line of sight and then just steal them. Like pull it around the corner and then just take it and they won't know that you took it. But yeah. I don't do any of that stuff because I don't know. I, you're not playing the game right. I started trying to steal, and really? I yeah, I've become a klepto now. Nice. Yeah, and uh, you get one away time, with it for the most part? one time, well, because I accidentally stole one time. See that? So I, I accidentally pick up things a lot of time. Like I'm trying to search a dresser, right? And you mm. accidentally are looking at something on top of it, right. And you grab it instead of. And the funny thing is that the shopkeep was right in front of me, and she's like, "Hey, don't do that." And then I was like, "Oh, well, I walked back up to her, and she took it back from me." Mm. Oh, really? Which was really that, that was cool because cool I was like, "Okay, I'm not getting punished I for accidentally right. stealing that." Because like, yeah. like the talking to the guy is usually right next to like something on his shelf or whatever the shopkeeper. Yeah. What's the deal with fist fighting in this game? Is that like a serious thing or something, <clears throat> or like is that <clears throat> like a? I've never. I had one 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 quest line, so I picked a Nord and I made him look sort of like Conan, like he's got scarred face and battle paint and everything. Like I basically made him like a big ugly brute, but he's he's strong. And one of these early quest lines, I had to go uh, pressure a woman to like do, to do something. I forget what. And to to do it, I had to have a fist fight with her. So I beat the shit out of <laughs> yeah. a woman in a fist fight. Right. She fought me back. Like, but she I has mean, full the armor way to on. Was just to keep beating, mm-hmm. punching the crap out of. No, she didn't have armor on. She was just behind the counter. Of she the was shop. naked. Oh, this was a different <laughs> woman. Okay. Because I had to beat I went back, back, and it's like, okay, beat. Well, yeah. Hey, beat this woman. But I didn't like. Elect- okay, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Whoa, 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 whoa. Hold on, John. You. I remember a couple days ago, you pasted me this stupid ass picture. I was like, here's what were you doing well, and here's what to do, and. Skyrim, and there was like, killing okay, a, not this oh, that again. Was, yeah, that killing was a sheep is like a big, uh, you know, like uh, choice that you have to make that affects the world and you know affects you deeply. But one of the quests is beating a woman in a shop. <laughs> Apparently, with yeah, your like, fists. So you, Come on, I, you go to the so, thing and you choose what is it, pressure or whatever you do, where you have to persuade, to persuade, yeah, persuade, and then like all of a sudden, like it's dukes up and like we're fighting, and it's like, yeah, okay. I feel like the speech options. That's another kind of bummer about my, my guy up. is that speech options. I don't feel like are that important. They I don't, don't know. pop up that much. Yeah, they know? don't pop up that much and it's not clear what your odds are when you see them right. succeeding or not and then it's not I don't, I don't know. It's just yeah. uh, that could have been handled better. Something actually else that I was really surprised about is when you're I had some like disease for apparently like most of the game. I but, did for a little while too. Yeah, but you don't really know it until you like go into magic and then like active effect. effects. No, but NPCs yeah. are like you you, yeah. you look like you look pretty sick. But like yeah. that should be Stay obvious to you. Like that should be like the, the UI, the interface, like also everything that you've got equipped at one point is not ever you know, you can't see it on your person until you equip it and then back out of the stuff. There's a lot of weird stuff about the the UI that I I would hope I don't know. they have better by now. I think it's kind of cool because um, I had one experience where I don't know when it happened, but like I was in a cave and uh, on the screen it said uh, you start to feel strange as uh, the moon starts to rise or something like that. And it turns out oh, you were I was a vampire or something oh. like that, and I had contracted some vampirism or whatever. Right. And I thought that was pretty Can cool. You cure that? Yeah, I just used my when you, you know, went outside during the day. Thing. Did, yeah. did the screen start to sp- sparkle? Yeah, some some 
you know. I just want to know if you sparkled. That quest when Did you just start sparkling? <laughs> I didn't start doing anything. Oh, okay. I started curing myself. Oh. Yeah. Because, <laughs> like, when vampires go outside and, and they start to sparkle. Wait, did you what? <laughs> okay, this is a, is a Twilight reference. Twilight reference. Oh, okay, um, but <laughs> wait, you weren't taking damage during the day or anything. Well, I was actually I was actually in a dungeon. So uh-huh. oh, when it, you contracted when I, it and somehow, everything. yeah, I see. You know, mm. it's good to sleep, right? Do you sleep at night or no? Sometimes? What's the point? You, you get, get bonuses. bonuses. You get bonuses. What? Yeah. Yeah, I, I will say. Well, why, well how am I supposed to know this? Read the loading screens. I know. No, that's I, the, so I, that's, I'm, I'm, I'm saying yeah. you suggest because that's the only way to learn stuff. In this I'm game. 20 hours into the game. There's so fundamental things like we were talking about. I mean, it's kind of a cool Dark Souls thing, but it's kind of not where it's like I should really know that shit. By <laughs> but now, right, yeah. you know, like for me, like I don't really want to quest during the night, so I just go to sleep during the night because it's just too dark. Oh really? You know, I just don't want to Scary. quest during the yeah, exactly. I'm very, <laughs> you know. I have night terrors. Lots of fun and... stuff happens at night, though, man. You, you... Yeah, there are quests you have to do during the night, yeah. but See, that's weird. I'm the total opposite. I had only slept six hours, and that was just waiting for a weapon shop to open. So my girl has, like, been awake for, like, four weeks. Just, like, and I'm just like, wait, what time? You know, That's every probably why you're sick. That's yeah, probably that's why you're sick. Sleep. Yeah, yeah. You, get, you get stat bonuses for the longer you sleep. Like, if you're fully rested or partially rested or whatever. Yeah. So you, yeah. can you, like, full-on Rumpelstiltskin that shit and just, like, do for two years and then come out, like, I think Conan the, the max is, like, like 24 hours oh, okay. yeah but i i was just randomly noticed like i've been in the middle fighting some wizard in a dungeon somewhere and be like oh it's three o'clock in the morning that's interesting or i mean i just have no concept i will say the only fun i had with oblivion started with the first time i went to sleep because then like this vampire came to me at night and was like we want you to join her brotherhood and go on quests <laughs> and then i did and, and they were really cool quests we, i want you to do all the voices in the next <laughs> elder scrolls game i want it to be Please. a one-man rich little experience <laughs> where right. you do all of the voices I, I, those I are way better those are awesome just Thank before you. i stopped playing i joined one of those guilds I forget which one. Uh, the co- the see something. Or the companions. Companions. Yeah. Uh, right. Did you? Yeah. Did you I joined the, the companions sc- as well. You did. Yeah. Did you do the, the scrub quest that they told you? Like take this sword to so and so. Take the sword to so and so, and then go yeah. out and fight somebody, and then like that was it. Then take this shield to somebody I had a place else. To sleep and I think when I when I'm enjoying the game most, I think the game breaks down when you have like real specific expectations of it. You know mm. what I mean? When you're mm. like. When you're following a question, like, wait, who is that guy? And where do I got to go? And I'm going to find this thing. Like, when you're just like, when I can just be like, all right, I'm going to just rattle off and do whatever hits me. Like, just in search of adventure, you know, just like head out there. Then I really have fun. Or you stumble on like a random dungeon or something like that. Like, just futzing around, improving stuff, creating stuff. So that I think is cool. There's a, there's a really good spell, like, if you're <coughs> if you're just kind of one of those people that doesn't really want to clairvoyance yeah oh, clairvoyance yeah. i love clairvoyance is it what's it have like a metroid uh, prime it's like, like a sh- it's like a donnie line. darko like future thing shooting out of your body oh you know and it shows you going in the direction of it doesn't show you going in that direction but it shows like you know ah. m- you know mystical dust out in front of you in the direction of wherever you where you should go, go. right yeah oh, that's cool. and i mean it's, it's yeah. it, the game is kind of good about show me on the map where the next I mean, sometimes right. to a fault, it's like, well, you'll have to go do this, and then the broom thing says, go right. talk to this specific person and do. But this I had trouble with thing. that too. Like, I, I, in fact, it was a bunch of tweeting back and forth. Johnny was helping as well, and some other people for me to figure out the quest log because I didn't realize that you have the quests have to be active in order for you to get the information on the map. Like, if it's right. not active and you choose it anyway, it right. won't show you where to go on the map. Right. And I was just thinking, okay, I have no idea where to go. But then I realized once you make them active, blah blah blah. I feel like it does a lot of stuff that kind of expects you to have played the previous games. Like, if you if you had played them, you would know some of this stuff but if you didn't it doesn't teach you well 
Mm. Right. Well, um, so JJ, I'm very. We'll be curious what you think of it yeah, as another person who wasn't I, I into the old game. I, you know, I I say lots of shit about Oblivion, but I picked that game up three times before I <laughs> gave it up. Like, yeah. I mean, I picked it up and I played it, and then like months later, I picked it up again. And blah, it's blah, blah. and I mean, people are just totally just in love with this game. And I mean, I for all my frustrations, like I still was so into it, so really playing it, and I I'm sure I will get back uh, into playing more. I do wish the combat was better. Um, I do kind of feel like I've hit a wall in like 20 hours in, but like absolutely like have to experience in terms of like state of the art, open world kind of gameplay, you know? Um, But uh, we should take a a quick break um, and uh, we'll be back in a little bit. All right, so we're back, or uh, I should say some of us are back. Yeah. Uh, kind of shuffled around. I was being a little vague before I went to break because I didn't know if we were going to come back and just end it, or right. we got a little bit of time that we're going to do some news. It's funny yeah. because most uh, podcasts, when they're recording, take a quote-unquote break, but it's really just like everybody goes pees and comes <laughs> back, but this was like a five-hour break. That's, this was a real break. Yeah, uh, us included. We usually break for like 30 seconds. Yeah. But yes. Oh, yeah. Time. Real break filled with heartbreak and frustration. Oh, my God. Yeah. I would love to hear the full story on a future podcast. We'll tell it after we get back. Maybe a future podcast, yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, in the meantime, um, Brendan has joined us. Hi, Brendan. Um, Johnny has disappeared. Hiroko had to go. Um, but in their place, we have uh, Brendan Sarfin. Pritchard, is that how you pronounce that? Victor, Victor oh, I think it, it's, it's it's Starheen. I think. Ah, okay, or two Fs, but it's pronounced. Yeah. In, I don't um, know any Russian. I have no idea. What are you talking about? <laughs> Why don't you explain, to John, and our audience what we're okay. talking about? I will try to explain this. Um, I uh, several years ago, I, I worked up in Hokkaido as a translator at a city hall. And all of a sudden, NHK, which is the biggest um, television channel broadcasting company in Japan. They're like PBS yeah, for Japan. Right. Um, came to our office and said that they were doing an auto, a biography, a television uh, biography on a uh, Russian pitcher who was from the town. And, baseball pitcher, right? Baseball pitcher, yes. What other kind of pitchers well, are there? He's pitching something. <laughs> An actual, like, filled with water. Right. Yeah. yeah. A baseball pitcher. Very avant-garde. Named, TV program. Named Victor Starhin, and they needed someone to serve as, to act as him in recreations. And <laughs> the only Japanese in recreations? Speaking, there was more than one of these? Oh, there were many. Really? <laughs> this, and I was the only foreigner anyone knew who could speak Japanese and who could possibly sort of maybe resemble a Russian pitcher. I can't believe we have to wait this many months to find this out yeah. about you. So you were Why didn't on, this come up in the interview? Right. There's TV programs of you as a what what era is this? The 20s? The, the 20s, 20s, yeah. 20s. A long a he, long time ago. He was like one of the first 
was he one of the first foreign baseball players in Japan, or what was his deal? He was the first uh, foreign, I think, first foreigner period to be in the Japanese um, Baseball Hall of Fame because baseball was really just getting started in Japan at the time. Right. And yeah, he he were I think he was on the Giants, the Tokyo Giants. That's, that's crazy that he was Russian. Right? Do people in Russia play bas- baseball, especially during that time? Like, well, no, he grew godless. up in Japan, though. Um, like his family fled the fr- the Russian Revolution okay. and ended up in Japan, and he he was a really little kid when he first came to Japan, so he grew up speaking Japanese. I and, oh, so your Japanese was supposed to be like native level. Uh, I didn't have any lines. <laughs> no. What, so what did you do? It was a um, silent film. Well, <laughs> uh, they did some action shots of me dressed up in a high school uniform in the city, so and you were then, a young Victor, a young Victor Starhin. Star- yeah, I, okay. and then um, scenes of me um, saying farewell to my parents as I head off to Tokyo to work as a. What did you wave? Pitch. You didn't have a line. How did you say farewell? I, I think there was there was voiceover in the narrative <laughs> in the in the biography. It was just like a slow mo. No, I've, I've seen it. Okay. I, for Is most it online, of, tell me it's online. I don't somewhere. think it's online. But you'll put it online for oh us. I, I will try to find right? it. I have it somewhere. Yes. I actually the whole the funniest thing was a friend of mine called me afterward and said his mother who lives in Australia saw this program on NHK International and saw me on it. And I was like, what? (laughs) Wow. So, yes. World famous. I am world famous. Did you get money for that? I got paid. How much? I got paid. Not much. Like? (laughs) Like a hundred bucks for for two days of shooting. Wow. Wow. That's like about what I got for my... um, Humidifier commercial. <laughs> <laughs> is that on YouTube? Uh, it should be. I don't know. You yeah. own that. So yeah, you really should put that, that on. There's I no reason not to. Too. If yeah. you put if you put it up, I'll look for mine and I'll put we'll, mine up. We'll talk, we'll talk about that in a future episode. Also, yeah. JJ, you have to find the video footage of the gaff cast. Oh my god! I with G, uh, Charlie getting. That's right. I, it's it's in my. I think in my apartment somewhere. I'll have, have to find. We have all this on videotape. Yeah. Oh, that's I I, I don't think I did. It's like, I, I don't know. I may have gotten lost in a move or something. People who All right. don't know the very short-lived NeoGAF podcast that right. you hosted, I think? I was hosting. Okay. Yeah. And yeah, there's some... That's where JJ got his hosting chops. Right. Crazy episode shit went down. I want to mention, by the way, earlier yep. in the show, uh, I talked about my iPhone troubles to Johnny the Genius. Yes. And his first suggestion worked. Yeah. <laughs> the dude is a Wonderful. genius. What we didn't Wonderful. talk about, though, was that... He still to this day attests that your battery problems were right. your fault <laughs> and not anything to do with uh, 501. No, it's definitely iOS, the uh, iOS. Right. Even though everyone says it's 501 and even Apple yeah. seems to exactly. <laughs> admit, no, it's, it's admit like it. You're just not paying attention to your usage, JJ. Right. I train them well. They train their geniuses to like Seriously, never I was like a brainwash, like blame. clockwork orange, like the eyeballs were <laughs> held open and there's like picture of, you know, Steve Jobs shaving or something for like... <laughs> an hour i don't know why but that somehow that works yeah <laughs> didn't they yeah. say they made him carry around a card that had like apple's religious philosophy it that did. He had, <laughs> we what yes really? yes like, he did it had like the, not religious but not it religious had their, like, commitment to you know customer satisfaction or whatever on the back of their card and they had to wear it every day and i think he even wore it like on the day steve jobs died didn't he I like he still wears it I think he probably he's always got inside. inside. He's wearing his clothes, superhero <laughs> Apple clothing on underneath his... against his heart. Yeah. <laughs> hey, um, so I here we got some news. 
Yeah, we give do. us the news theme song, JJ. News. I don't know. It's important like a, a little bit. It, <laughs> al- like it almost turned into like uh, um, the Mario song. Speaking of Mario, yes. by the way, since our last podcast, I did beat that final last crazy super hardcore Ooh, stage. Oh, nice. Did you beat it with game. Luigi? I beat it twice, yeah. Mario and Luigi. <laughs> okay. Yes. Oh, spoiler. Oh my god, Mario. Dun, dun. Play as Luigi. Luigi is in a Mario game. Oh. Now that you already spoiled it with no spoiler warning, does he play the same or does he have floaty jump? Or? He, he doesn't have the floaty jump, no, but he jumps slightly. Something's different about it, and I can't pinpoint it. Yeah, he I, jumps I, differently. Like, I don't know if he just jumps a little higher. I, I played with him, too. Or maybe too. not as far or something. I can't. I, I played with him, too, and I noticed that I was um, getting coins that I couldn't get with Mario with just regular jumps. He probably jumps higher yeah. normally, but maybe moves There's no drawback there? Uh, not that I, I noticed. I didn't really notice one. The drawback is your Luigi. <laughs> yeah, you're not <laughs> as cool. So you, uh, <laughs> you unlock him. And then you play as him, and he can get certain achievements as well. Different. Uh, you unlock him, and basically um, he is like playable for like the second half of the game. But then you can go back to the original levels and play as him as well. But so. is there a reason to like? There's some. Well, there's kind a reason you can't unlock the last level, oh. the, the secret level, unless you beat every single level in the game with both Mario and Luigi, and get the gold flag on every one of them. So secret level worth. Getting or not? Is uh, it? It's worth getting because it felt good to beat. It had a cute little thing at the end. It was hardish. I mean, it's crazy hard. Like mm. you have to, in a good way. In a good way, yeah, yeah. Lots of re- like really good platforming and kind of. I think you need the without the Tanuki leaf. It's like oh, damn near impossible. Speaking of Tanukis, <laughs> oh god, and Tanuki leaves. Oh. Why don't we start off with that? So you know, apparently, so the story is, and we're talking about this, even though it's going to give it more attention. This That's is exactly what they're should, at. Maybe we shouldn't say who it is or something. So Some annoying rights group. There's this organization out there. Some that, people. Um, people. <laughs> is against the bad treatment of animals. I'm trying not to use right. certain words. <laughs> Aren't they, don't they like have like a secret pound where like they kill shitloads of animals and shit like that? <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, but, like there's like a dark side to this secret organ or secret organization. What are you? No, what are you? No, there about? is. I'm serious. Why would they do that? Because <laughs> the people who run it are fucking crazy. Look at what they do. What do they plant dead animal corpses? No, it's just themselves? they're just you know irresponsible people. <laughs> are you sure this isn't like a screenplay that you? No, 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 no. I, I don't. No, I don't well, think I can believe you that. Got, yeah, guys, I, I'm not making it up. I'm not making it up. Read it on Gaff. I'm not making it. It was on the internet, so it was on. It TV, must be true. On TV, where I think it was Penn and Teller bullshit. Where they talked about this, in fact. So we're, we're just going to say, PETA has yeah. a place where they kill t- shitloads of animals. <laughs> yeah. Really. According yeah, to it's like dogs or something. I You're not sure why. <laughs> I can't do it. It was forever ago when I saw this. I can't remember. But okay. we'll Google it. Well, somehow, anyway. these hypocrites, when not killing animals <laughs> and then crusading against it, um, to have time to make pretty crappy Flash games... Um, yeah. They're making one protest. They they had this site um, protesting. Well, not protesting Mario. Let's it used Mario to get attention, which you know it's it's attention. Like they're good at getting attention. Shouldn't that's be for sure. treated cruelly. I think we all agree with that fact. Um, I do think that you know they they choose weird stuff because it does get attention. So they chose. Mario 3D with the Tanuki suit, and there's like a really hilarious graphic of like feral Mario wearing. <laughs> He's got rabies. Like uh, fur, and uh, there's like blood everywhere. And um, they made a Flash game, and this is to highlight, you know, that Mario is kind of making it okay to wear fur because he's wearing a Tanuki suit. A Tanuki shirt. Skin, that's right. What? 
Because it's spelled T N O O K I. Well, that's yeah. the way that they did Nintendo. That's how Nintendo spells, spells it. That's not how the right. real world spells it. Yeah. 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 So um, they one thing actually the joystick story pointed out, which I think is pretty awesome, is that the Nintendo comic system actually had a thing where the Tanuki suit is actually handcrafted by a tailor named Tanuki. Are you serious? Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's where that's where it came from, rather than any animal. Well, wait, what about the Tanuki from. leaves in the three? Yeah, what about the leaves? Well, so that's man, they're they're retconning that shit. Oh, oh, no, I yeah, it, whatever. It's the fucking comics. They probably said you know like Samus was like warped from the 1980s yeah. into the future mm-hmm. and whatever. Well, you know, like in culture in Japanese culture, like Tanukis are shapeshifters too. So like it makes sense that you turn into a Tanuki that changes into a statue. It's like it's just part of the thing. It's right, like, but yeah. The, yeah, of course, and that's not Peter's point. Their point is just that he's wearing fur. And it's kind of making it okay to kids to think about wearing fur. Um, I really don't think kids think that hard about the the Tanuki suit. The thing that I love thinking about this is like Monster Hunter. Like I want to like show (laughs) Monster Hunter. Like where you fucking stalk, poison, kill. Like monsters are crawling away from you. And you are chasing after them with a fucking giant hammer with four people bashing it and then ripping bones and yes. skin and cloth and hair out of it and fucking and making eating it and right. making food making clothes out of it and i'd like and to point like, out these are endangered species by the way yeah, yeah. right i mean it's it's i like I, their head would just explode like i actually want to see what Peta would make of, i hope monster hunter gets popular enough for it to get on Peta's radar because i think that would be hilarious yeah like, absolutely oh um so anyway, yeah, like we said, we already and everybody else, you know, report on this. The joysticks had, had a good story. This is an easy story about it. Right, it's yeah. like you're you you know that you're giving them you know views and clicks mm. and mind share. But I you know I'm not against PETA, you know, uh, getting people to think about that stuff. I just you know it's when it lands in your backyard, you kind of see how silly and arbitrary yes. some of the stuff right. they choose about it is. Speaking of silly, um, and this is a little more stupid and. <laughs> malevolent and uh hateful um (laughs) so sony announced their umd passport uh application which is how you're going to move umd based psp games to the vita um which is cool because we were kind of skeptical that they were even going to do anything. Right. Um, they announced for PSP Go that they would have some kind of program similar never materialized. I wonder if this will work on a PSP Go. Uh, that's a good question. It should because yeah. you, this basically it does it doesn't matter what platform you it basically makes the game available on the PlayStation Store to download. So it, oh. do, it shouldn't matter what platform you're downloading it to. Oh wait, but isn't oh. the PlayStation Store for like PSP and PS3 different? No, same store. Is it? Yeah. Oh. It has to be because you can buy oh, I guess games right. on your PS3 right. and then download them to your it's all PS3. The same. Yeah, yeah, you're right. But um, so great, right? Great. Yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yes. Uh, I'm excited. And it's apparently it's going to be ready. I think it's actually going to be ready before the Japanese launch. Yeah, I think that's what they said. Um, I don't have that information here, but here's so here's the problem. Actually, there's many problems <laughs> yeah. with yes. this. Uh, let's let's start at the start. Um, actually, no, before we get into the problems, one cool thing is, okay, so you rip your UMD, so can't you just pass it to somebody else and they can do the same thing? Apparently not. No. Apparently right. Sony has some way of marking your UMD once you do this, once you say, hey, Sony, I prove I have this UMD, 
then they let you download it. That UMD is is dead as far as this program is concerned. You mm. can't download it. There's any probably games. some unique ID within right. the right. disc. Which is like, take. if they have Pretty that, impressive. it shouldn't yeah. have been much of a problem for PSP Go. But it, means it should have been kind of easy, right? There's right. a lot of different ways that you can do it. But, okay, enter the problems. Okay, A, <laughs> they're charging for it. Yeah. Dun, dun, dun. So that is, one, it's a problem because... They have this unique identifier, so they're not doing it as a piracy uh, to deter piracy, right. Right. piracy determined measure. They're doing it because they have a chance here to get more money out of people. Right. And they're not even – I understand there's a bandwidth cost involved in this. I would argue you want your early adopters, your hardcore fans that are going to be the first people to buy it, you want them – Telling their friends, telling everybody, this is this thing is awesome. Yeah, I got all my PSP games on it. Look at me, mm. la da da da. da. Right. Um, especially when the system launches, and even though they have a lot of launch games, it's not going to have the the library. You know what I mean? Right. That, yeah. Right. The PSP has out of the gate. You want those people to love your system, right? Right. You right. want them to evangelize your system, and okay, like if you have to charge a couple bucks for bandwidth or whatever just to cover it. I think that's kind of a mistake. I would eat this on the chin, but okay. Like, I understand. I, I, like, I would accept it. A yeah. hand, like a handling fee of like a dollar or something. Right. Like a hundred yen. It's like we got to set up this infrastructure. We got to, right. you know, whatever it's the It's lame, fuck. but I could deal I, with it. I think their delivery method's a little weird too. Like, I think if you, if they just transferred the code to PSN and then had you transfer the data to a, uh, a PSP and then to your Vita, like offline? Wait, well, what? let's explain how this works. So as okay. I understand it, you have the UMD in your PSP. Mm. Your PSP is hooked up either to your PS3 or to a PC. Mm. Or to, no, is it just no, I think you just, you download, yeah, to, you download to an app from the PSN right. store. Oh, wait, and you're, then, you're right. And then what it does is like it rips it. And then no, 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 it doesn't rip anything. It just oh, it, it just knows that the code is on. It just I basically see. tells your account just says you got it. You can download this. Wait, but so what are you saying? You're saying you could you don't well you just have to you either have to have the app on your PS3 or on your PC. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. So you have to down, yeah. So you download this app and then you either hook up to your PC. Wait, what if you don't have a PS3 or a PC? You gotta get one. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Borrow so, I mean, if you don't have a PC, true, like, what the fuck? Yeah. Right. Yeah, like, get leave. Just. Yeah. <laughs> um, so okay. So right. now you prove. Yeah, you don't. You're not ripping it. You're kind of like virtually ripping. You're just basically saying, "Hey, look, I own this." Probably passing the fucking sixty-four, you know, bit key or whatever to Sony. Mm, right. Unique key, saying, "I own this. Give me the game." Fine, that's it. Um, right. And then you're actually downloading the game from their servers. You're not right. actually ripping right. it. So right. it should, should take like a couple seconds. Um, so here's here's where we get into problems. So it's not just a couple bucks. The cheapest price, I think, is <sighs> is 500 yen. Which well, the Japanese games that they've Japanese, announced so far. The whole program has only been announced for Japan. It's not been announced for America yet. And they've only announced a small selection of mostly crap games. Right. <clears throat> yeah. And so the pricing's not even out there, but they let... The publishers decide how much they were going to charge. So it's not even simple. I'm sorry. It's there are some that were actually cheaper than 500 yen. There's a 400 yen Carnage Heart EXE for all you fans out there. Um, all three of you. But like, so they let the publishers decide how much they want to basically make more money off of people who already bought their game once. Right. Which is unbelievable. Just it's ridiculous. Like, 
astounding. I think there was like too much other shit going on this week in in gaming and stuff that people there was no like outrage. But this is fucking crazy. Yep. This is yeah. nuts. And these are the people that you most want to have. Like backwards compatibility, I think is kind of this weird thing where it is overvalued more than people actually mm. use it. At mm. least in my experience. Sure. I mean, I mean, how often have you guys used backwards compatibility with your PS3 or well, not with PS3 yeah, because it mostly doesn't work. Can't. But yeah. I mean, PS2, I used it. You have now an old and then. school PS3 though, right? You have a. OG. I do, yeah, but I have a Japanese one, so I, you know, I it does, which doesn't play US PS2 games, right. which are most of my games that okay, I okay GameCube games on Wii, for example. That I've done. I played a times. couple. Like yeah. I, fi- I finished Chibirobo on it, but right. that's good like, to have like two it's, or three times. Yeah. Yeah. And you feel better about having all of your games on the shelf, right? right. That's the huge thing, and it's yeah. it's that, and then. It hits the early adopters, and then it's the parents, right? It's the parents saying, hey, mom and dad, I want a Vita. Give me a Vita. Give me a Vita. And they're like, well, shit, all that stuff we've been buying you for the last five years now is just worthless. Throw it away. No, 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 no. It can still play that. Well, now it's like, yeah, it can kind of play. If I pay more money, (laughs) it can play that. Like, what the fuck? Like, not being directly backwards compatible is okay if it's like two systems ago, you know? If this was right. like the next system and then it's like, okay, your PSP games, you have to do this weird fucking thing. Okay, fine, right? Virtual console, you're buying, mm. you know, games from older Nintendo systems. But this is the fucking system it's taking over for. Right. Like, yeah, and you have to own the, like on a virtual console, you don't have to own the games to get them back. You right. have to own the games here. Yeah. Right, right, which is, that's the really crazy part. Yeah. Like I have a lot of PSP Dude. games and I will say, I'm pretty sure not a single one of them was on this list, by the way. Right. And I have like 50 or so PSP The games. only game so, that's like I've, I've actually heard of is like Akiba's Pers- Trip. Persona 3 is well, on there. Persona 3. Okay. Persona 3. Uh, a fan of how Kingdom. much does it cost, by the way? And that one's 1500 1500 yeah. Almost $20. Yeah. Hit him, hit him with the most expensive webmark. Oh, God. <laughs> All right. A, this is some, like, anime game. Isn't it like a patch no, slot? No, it's fucking patch slot. Oh, my God. It's so, Pachinko. And it's 2,400 yen. They basically just want you to buy the game again. Yeah. Right. It's like $30. But then again, if if, if you if you're playing a pachinko game, you kind of deserve it. So here's the other thing: this is like waving a giant fucking red flag in front of pirates. It's like right when the fucking Vita comes out, here is a righteous cause for you to break it for because this is bullshit. Like if you already own the game, you should be able to play it on other formats if Sony is allowing that if Sony right. is enabling it's, it's, that it's another instance where in the end when the Vita gets hacked and when someone writes an app that plays PSP games the people who pirate will feel the benefits way more than the people who got things legitimately you know there's right. still some I mean let's face it it's pretty small but there is some small amount of hope that in the US they will be wise enough to not charge a fee on these but can I mean, you imagine that they wouldn't let you, I mean, can you imagine that? that that they wouldn't let the publishers decide their prices in America and they, they I, yeah, would I in could. Japan? I get really? the feeling yeah. that they probably won't even do this in America. It's not it's no, the entire they have it's not this. as dude. I tell you, it's not worth the trouble. Nobody plays PSPs and everybody pirated anyways. Uh, I, I think it's going to be the same thing. I think like the is, twelve people that played Metal Gear Solid Peace Walker on their PSP in America are going to be upset. Hey, like Eighty-four thousand. Yeah. I lost the bet. <laughs> I, I would have won the bet if they would have included. Downloads. I like just have to say times. that every time that's brought up. But I, I just the fact that also it's left up to the publisher, so it's even more confusing and weird. Right. It's like that's at bizarre. least be you know Apple style 
boom, five bucks. Five Not bucks, no matter dollar. what. Yeah. I mean, it shouldn't be five bucks, right. but I'm saying, fine. If it's most of them are 500 yen, just say five bucks, flat rate. At least you know what it is. Like, seriously. Like, and people it, just going to fucking begrudging. And are there any Sony published games on there? Um, that's a good question. Let's take a look at this list. Um, I'm hoping that it's just going to be free. Or... Yeah, Metal Slug Complete, 500 yen. Oh, there's uh, a here's Patapon. Patapon, 1,000 yen. 1,000 yen. Wow, so Grand not even Turismo. the Sony, not even the Sony games are, Sony are... No, they're not even the cheapest. They're yeah, 1,000 yen. Well, uh, everybody's golf is 500, but... Like, they're not even That's consistent weird. with their own games. What which the is, fuck? This reeks They of, just go to every team and be like, hey, how much do you guys want to charge? Yeah. Uh, this, like, totally reeks of, like, Japanese thinking to me, though. Like, I think it would be hard. You know, Sony has gone against the grain before in the West, where the West was like, no, Japan, what you're doing is stupid. We're going to do something else. I'm really hoping they're going to. And this the opposite is like, This is like is how true. Japan charges you to throw out garbage. It's like, you, you, we, you, I have to pay you to take out my, to come take away my garbage. It's like, no, you should be paying me. It's totally what, backwards. What, what, Why what? they pay well, you? They sell it. If you give, if you're going to throw out a TV or something. Oh, you mean like TVs? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't mean like regular. I mean like stuff like you know audio components, electronic goods. You should be just taking it off my hands because you can resell it. Some places in America, you have to pay for your trash. Well, that's retarded. I mean, (laughs) and so is this. They call that taxes in Tennessee. Yeah, I I don't know. That's what your taxes pay for. But hey, and Fujimino, Fujimino, we can throw anything away for free. Really? Really? Yep. Like a fucking couch, you can just throw out on the curb. Yep. That's how it should be. How anyway. it should be is you just put the TV out on the curb and then somebody takes it. Yeah. Just somebody yeah. who wants it takes it. You probably could have done that. but When I first right. moved here, uh, one, you know, one of our best friends, Jake Kazdal, taught me basically one of the most important lessons I ever learned living in Japan, which is that logic does not exist in this country. He, <laughs> called, it the, he called it the anti-logic. Apparently it's not just here because we were at <laughs> another right. country's yes. visa office. His name will not be mentioned at this time. Yeah. Um, idiots. So... Yeah, I think we. Uh, I thought I thought I was gonna get more resistance on that. I thought you guys were gonna be like, eh, I don't think it's such a problem. Dude, you know? no, like, no I, I think it's I'm a horrible 100% problem. Percent with I you. Not, I, well, thank God. No, I mean, I think great. I think it's like a great deterrent to just sell off your PSP or never. I mean, never sell off your PSP and then just like fuck this system altogether. Like yeah. I just like like seeing this as an, a profit opportunity to me. You know Sony is like just so fucking short-sighted and wrong and just dumb. Like well, it does not give me. I want to hear what great... Brad has to say about yeah. this. <laughs> yeah, it's too bad he's not on our friend who works at Sony, but he's a smart guy. Though. It just it, it gives me pause. It worries me if the people in charge of different things at Vita think that this is like right, a good right, idea. Right. Dude, welcome. The in and of itself, it's a, I mean, it's not a huge deal only because it's the PSP UMDs. There are games that I would like to have, but it, in and of itself, okay, maybe. But to me, it's like a warning sign. It's like, right. oh, shit. Dude, this is, I mean, this is like an extension of the problems with this last generation is that everything is monetized. And, and in the future, I think it's going to get even worse. Right, and this is right. like one of those things where it's just like monetize, 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 games, monetize, items, monetize. You know, quests, maps, whatever. And I'm not, Let's charge. Uh, you know, I'm not even... I don't have a problem with that if it's offering me new services and things that I want. But here, yeah, it's, it's like, here is a way to just sheer a little bit more, squeeze a little more out of our, like, most loyal... Gotta do it. Customers, squeeze it. Well, squeeze it. But I'm wondering, Let's I'm wondering how much profit... How much profit does Sony get out of this, or how much profit does the developers get? Because I'm thinking most of this money's going to the developers again. Right. Well, it's probably the same as anything else Sony sells. Dude, I can't wait to see... I can't wait to see what the Tales games are. Were there, t- there were Tales games on PSP, right? 
yeah, yeah. yeah. Dude, ra- I bet they're going to come out, and ones. you're going to pay, like, 5,000 yen for those shits. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, boy. Well, no, they're right. already releasing Innocence now no. as, a, as a re-released Vita game. A DS game remade for Vita. Great. That, that looks like I was going to say, by DS the way, we're kind of off it now, but DS actually, I do play a lot of DS games on my 3DS still, because I think, like, DS is still a system that actually has games I want to play, so backwards compatibility yeah. on that is actually really good. Like, that's true. That's also because there's not many 3DS Well, and it also yeah. serves as, like, an expansion port, which is kind of nice. For a couple of years, I mean, especially before when the handhelds, when they were coming out a little bit more often, like you know the GBA. I used the GBA right. port. Mm. For I did a while too. Yeah, the first yeah. D, yeah. Nintendo seems to actually get it when it comes to backwards compatibility. Not, right. Not, not so much can, as Sony. Right. And and the new Wii is kind of a thing that shows that they get it because people care about it at, at you know up front when the system first comes out. But three years later, no one's going to give a shit. Take out the GameCube. Who cares? Right. Mm. Right. Like they're doing now with yeah. that redesigned Wii. Right. Um, so in other Vita news, um, let's see, they they showed off the first sort of pictures of um, you where you can, it's related but not the same thing, a, a program that allows you to back up and store your Vita stuff to a PC, which is kind of cool. Oh, yeah. really? That's yeah. a good idea. Um, so you don't have to get, you know, How your memory card. You could, yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, it's just, just transferring it probably costs like <laughs> by, by minute. They're like, it's like 100 yen a minute. It's like gas. I got to sign up with a contract for Docomo and... Yeah, they uh, so there's no yeah there's no we're just joking there's no price for that but yeah you can back up your Vita shit or on your PS3. So I wonder if it works like syncing your iPhone. Like if I just plug it in and it oh transfers God. my game to my PC. Okay, oh come on, come I, on. I don't, I don't, I doubt it. But I wish it would. That it's would be nice. Just like now with your you know PSP, if you hook it up, your little folder appears and you just and you, you just know, have to you know read a fact on how to do it. Yeah. <laughs> Vita's out pretty soon. Well, out here anyway. Yeah. yeah so we're gonna have a big. Vita launch podcast, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, um, that day. I'm I will sure. not be a part of that, unfortunately. Oh, maybe not. Oh, <laughs> maybe we yeah. won't be having one that day. Yeah. <laughs> I'm leaving maybe for America not. that day. <laughs> maybe we need an engineer. But. Yeah. Um, all right. Uh, speaking of the 3DS, Nintendo put out a press release. 3DS is on uh, track to sell more in its first year than the DS did. I'm glad they finally, somebody's been like reading my tweets yeah. at Nintendo. Um, <laughs> so that said, DS didn't launch in all territories simultaneously. It missed a holiday in Europe. True. Um, and it uh, sold pretty shitty its first year, too. So it's yeah, kind of like It saying, didn't have much. No. It, it, which exactly. makes it similar to the 3DS. <laughs> exactly. It didn't. I mean, probably its first year of games was probably worse mm. until, like we've talked about before. Plus, the system was ugly as sin. I mean, it got a lot of big one. Oh. Yes. I still have my DS fat. And I, yeah, yeah that, is, that, that is like an old, the Oldsmobile of yeah. handheld video games. It, it is, is a really ugly thing. It's horrible. So, I, I waited to the light before I bought one. Uh, the original DS did have a Christmas. Uh, the 3DS has not had its Christmas yet. So yeah, like mm. the, the numbers are not, it's not entirely told by the numbers, but it is a good thing to kind of remind people like, Hey, listen, right. like this is not, sky is not falling. No, it's going to sell. I th- have you seen the Mario? Uh, everybody I know who is skeptical skeptical about Mario 3D, like everyone it's loves around, it. Yeah. Like yeah. Everybody's super into I've been, that, it. That, uh, seeing all those tweets, uh, I've been really just wanting to get back into the game because I was mm. kind of out of it. But I yeah, guess if it really does get that good. I'm encouraged too to hopefully play it super good. on this yeah. trip. Uh, speaking of 3DS, speaking of overpriced bullshit, yeah. um, Theater Rhythm <laughs> Final Fantasy... <laughs> <laughs> has been dated and priced in Japan. Uh, comes out February 16th. Square Enix announced. Um, there's no 
release announced outside of Japan, by the way, yet for this game. Mm. I'm kind of curious I, if that's going to happen. Probably not. I but, think it's unlikely. So it's priced at 6,000 yen, which, <laughs> yeah, is high. Dude, this is an <laughs> iPhone game, okay? Yeah. This so is a 99-cent app. They are selling for $60. That's like 80 bucks. 70, sorry, yeah, 70, 80. Oh, I'm sorry, yeah. It's like 13 more dollars than most other 3DS games Dude. here. Square um, and about smart people working there. Six thousand yen more than I'd ever pay for it. Yeah. <laughs> they just do not get the pricing department. It's like idiots. Um, this is kind of a weird one. Super Street Fighter Two coming to the Virtual Console with online multiplayer. Five years too late. The Genesis one, right? <laughs> yes, the Sega Genesis slash Mega Drive version, which is, which is the one I had. What's the difference between the <laughs> SNES version? One, the SNES version's good. Oh, that's the the Sega okay. Genesis version had a lot more fart noises. That was super <laughs> sound, turbo. The sound right? on the Genesis version. You know, it was impressive looking, I will say. It wasn't perfect by any means. It was the Super mm. Nintendo version looked better as Aren't well. Aren't they different? They're different games too, though, right? One, uh, super Genesis N- got Champion Edition. Well, Street Fighter 2, Genesis got Champion Edition. Right. Super, they both got the same thing, right? Oh, I think so. I yeah. thought it was Super Turbo. Well, maybe. Yeah, yeah I'm sure you're right. I stopped. I don't yeah. entirely remember. Edition, Genesis so. versions, though, were kind of. Hey, yeah, Genesis I mean, had the better Samurai Showdown. Yeah. yeah, yeah, probably. And right. Mortal Kombat two and one. That's true. Mm-hmm. Two. But Super Street Fighter, not. Yeah, not really. Yeah, uh, but it's online, which is crazy. Which is online, which you know. But they remind us in the, again in this joystick uh, story that um, that was in the original with X Band. Remember X Band? Really? Yeah. Oh, well, I guess anyone remember X Band? Well, that's, yeah. that makes mind. things a lot less. <laughs> Interesting. Well, I, so a friend from Sega said that the developer like really tried hard to make it really like work well and show Nintendo that it was worth letting them do it. Yeah. Uh, to, on this Street Fighter. So I mean, you know. I mean, it already had internet play, which I wish it was like, like a game that you didn't can have do it. That. Like now that someone's done that, I'm kind of mad that every other game that's yeah. Dude, on a virtual console Nestical, doesn't have it. Nestical, I know, an emulator like from years. 1996 <laughs> yes. literally had it for over 15 years. I know. Not, I just not assumed that we're like, okay, <laughs> we're, you know, we're not let allowing this period, but no, right. you're allowing it. So. And there, I, I don't know if I mentioned this on the podcast before, but some dude on Gaff made a fucking Nest emulator with achievements for every game. Yeah, that's amazing. Wow. Dude, yeah. Oh, shit. That's yeah. crazy. That would be I fun would like as to... hell to go back in that Dude, NES game yes. and choose achie- like, ma- making achievements. I would like to take this moment as... to point out, yes, I've said this on this podcast before, but yeah, I want to yeah. remind people, as Wii U gets closer, and I know some Nintendo people listen to this, Wii U must have achievements. Yeah. Call them stars, call them yeah. rainbows, call them <laughs> honorables, Even whatever the hell horns. you want to call it. Yeah. They need to be there, and and they should be what on these old games them? as like, well. Trophies was a good... Variation, right? Even though it's still kind of to me is kind of like, eh. But achievements, goals. Yeah, stars is not a bad idea. For I, I like stars, except that you already have Mario and stuff has its own stars. But the other thing, seriously though, these download games. I'm telling you right now, Nintendo. I will give you a lot of money. I will buy <laughs> tons of these virtual console yeah. games if they had a chance. It's worth at least probably like sixty dollars to Nintendo to, to put in this thing. You're going to buy sixty dollars <laughs> worth of games. No, I will probably buy almost every old game that I enjoyed, and there are a lot of them. If yeah. I got to play them again and get achievements in them, I think like, they just don't realize how pathetic like people are about these achievement things. Like as far as replaying old games and stuff, and, right? You know, just send like a video or something of. Oh, how pathetic! You mean how how much people get into them? Of, of how little it takes for people to 
how little it takes to, of an excuse to give people to, for them to rebuy things that they've already bought like six times. Absolutely, dude. Random example, like Link's Awakening on the Game Boy. I, I did buy it anyway because I wanted to, but the truth is I stopped playing it after like, you know, a, like an hour. But if it had achievements, I guarantee you I'd play all the way to the end. Like, I would definitely be buying more of these games and right. replaying them well, if your there red, was a reason. Your red Wii, which has just the coin box <laughs> that's right. changed to 25 <laughs> Well, you spent like $300 that or whatever. $300. That makes me sound like I'm crazy. $300. But, but, but I do think it's not crazy. It's pathetic. Well, that's okay. I, would, I always bought <laughs> the UK one fake. because it had Donkey. It has the only version of Donkey Kong on the NES that has the hidden level, the missing level. Right. But but <laughs> yeah, this is the kind of person we're working with here, at Nintendo. Yeah. But seriously, I think that achievement thing would be huge. Like Wii U has to have achievements. I think it was a oh, huge I, oversight I that 3DS did not have them. Absolutely, it was, it was a I mistake. Agree. They could still add them. I would like to see some Sony kind of new did. integration of them or something. But. Uh, I've heard the kind of the attitude is that it's like artificially. I I think it's a bad argument, but it's the wrong argument. Yeah, yeah. I think achievements done well um, have people play a game in a way that they wouldn't necessarily otherwise, and they discover cool things that were already in the game. But it's just like a one more. It's like putting the coin at the end of you know some part of a level or something. Right. You might not go down that way, except that you see the coin and you're like, oh, I'll check this out, and you find something cool down there. Yeah. Right. I mean, and sometimes DLC comes with its own achievements, and that's you know, I mean, they can monetize that in a way. I mean, you pay so, five dollars for a DLC, DLC add-on might have extra achievements. There's lots of reasons. Reminder: to do it. the November update. Uh, we're recording this mm. on the 21st. It's got to happen any day now. That the Nintendo uh, 3DS firmware update. Yeah. It's going to add. Um, I think the update adds um, like microtransactions, doesn't it? Uh, like, yeah, I think that's like an e-store update that comes. In anyway, that yeah. should be coming any day. And with the new, Japan, uh, so. the new uh, Surechigai Street Pass games, mm. that'll be fun. So um, elsewhere on Twitter and uh, on the net, some a lot of Metal Gear grumblings like happening now. Mm. Um, in anticipation mm. of next month's uh, Spike TV, they've said Kojima is going to show the quote truth about Rising or something the like truth. that. Truth. Um, so now they're talking Metal Gear Solid Five. Yes. Um, uh, Did that magazine come out yet, or is it still just no? Like they're being teasing it, I think. So the UK version of official PlayStation magazine, um, their cover. What month is it? Um, their next cover is. Hideo Kojima. It's not Metal Gear. It's just right. Kojima. And um, so they're already teasing it, apparently saying there's going to be Metal Gear Solid Five, And Kojima, surprise, surprise, is in charge of it. I'm kind of actually surprised that they're making another Metal Gear. Metal Gear. Really? It always really? seems like after they release a Metal Gear, Kojima's like, okay, I'm doing something new now. Well, that's... And then someone sends a couple that's death threats. Surprise, surprise. Yeah. Was, that was sarcastic. I know. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, he discuss, uh, discusses Metal Gear Solid Rising, his plans for the newly announced, uh, but highly anticipated sequel, and a new project called Project Ogre. Well, project. that's good that he's making. So Project Ogre yeah. is different from Metal Gear Solid Five, uh, apparently. So yeah, that's good. I was gonna say like I don't mind them making more Metal Gear, but I want them to not make only Metal Gear because right, they're right. a talented group of people. Well, I right. want to see what else they could do. And that's kind of why they made the Fox Engine, right? So they could not just make so one game at a time, right? Yeah. right? And what they showed, you know, when I was there for that thing, that transferring thing, I, I honestly don't know. I, I don't know anything <laughs> more than was said on that video. In fact, oh, I don't okay. even know everything that was said on that video. <laughs> right. I, still, I still haven't <laughs> seen it. But um, I don't know if that was 
this, if that was Metal Gear Solid Five, I don't know if that was oh Project Project Ogre. Ogre. I don't know if that was part of Rising. I have no idea, but um, it sounds like interesting. Uh, yeah, it sounds like they're leading up to something. Like the timing of this UK thing happening, and then the Spike TV award thing, and then we have another thing on Twitter. Right, um, there's a new producer apparently Corey in charge. Out. Yeah, Metal Gear Solid Rising. Um, this was on on Twitter, so apparently. So Kojima passed the reins to this other guy, uh, Shigenobu Matsuyama, and but then now just recently tweeted that the guy in charge is uh, Yuji Korekado, who is yes. also working on Zone of the Enders HD. He's friend of friend of A4. Yep, Korekado mm-hmm. underscore Yuji on Twitter. Follow him. Uh, he talks. He just recently on Twitter. Um, and he's been let, he's been I mean I guess this thing about the Spike Awards is pretty much official now because he's been kind of saying it too like December, no it's very, yeah. it was official from the moment it was started I see I, I yeah. wasn't sure if they ever like officially said it or if they've just been teasing it no yeah 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 that's it it was uh, it came out in a press release and then people were talking about it I'm already. really interested to see what happened to that game me too what, Rising yeah. Yeah. yeah 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 me too yeah mm. um, so <laughs> speaking of the Spike Awards um, nominees were announced um of interest, there were not a whole lot of Japanese games, to be honest. There um, never are. Skyward Sword is in there a couple places. Best I'm actually really surprised that it's up there on the Game of the Year list. I, yeah. don't, I don't care about the Spike Awards. Like, I, uh, I know, none of us do. Fueled by two, man. It's Fueled by two. <laughs> <laughs> but the Best Independent Game uh, nominees, I'm, I'm kind of pretty excited because uh, Super Brothers Sword and Sorcery Ooh, EP nice. is, is what, nominated. What else is on there? Um, well deserved. Bastion. Oh, oh, Bastion. Uh, okay. also very cool. Minecraft. Minecraft. Okay. Well, I see where this is going. I mean, yeah, that is. They can't not put it there. More than a year ago, it's technically I guess officially the, that's came right. out over the weekend. Right. Yeah. So we're gonna talk about Minecon. No, I, I didn't. <laughs> no. Just about. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. I'm amazed <laughs> that there's enough to have a convention about that. Dude, now, uh, like that's cool. I mean, people love that stuff. I, I think that's great. But one game. Like, Dude, I'd Halo say Fest is already pushing it. I I'd think. say like forty percent of the top like hundred videos on YouTube every day are Minecraft related. Yeah, no, and I think it's awesome that yeah. there's that community. Behind I mean, it's it. huge. To me, it's just it's it's one game as expansive and open ended as it is. I, if I'm gonna go to like uh, take a trip for a convention, I probably want to be exposed to more than one. Speaking yeah. of Halo, we haven't actually had a chance to check that out yet, huh? Anniversary. No, we haven't. Someone did you get that? Did you get that game in the mail? Fucking up at their job. <laughs> I got. He's probably listening to this podcast. Big props to our friends at Nintendo. God bless That's them. That's right. In Dude. fact, I just got my copy of Gold yeah. uh, Wiimote Zelda today. Thank we you, should Nate. say we should have said before our Skyward Sword like forty five minutes or whatever that uh, that they sent that to us. Right, we had yeah. it way early. Early. Yeah. Thank you guys. Yes, very awesome. Very I screamed in glee awesome. when John opened that box and handed me a copy. He did. It was embarrassing. Like I'm glad nobody had their camera out at the time. We also got so uh, Fossil Fighters Champions, which 8.4 worked on, which I know probably very few of you are going to buy, but I hope some of right. you check you it should. out. Look at that. Yeah, yes. so much fun. Dude, game, it's pretty dude, fun. if you have kids, buy it for your kids and then play it while they play it because the game is hilarious. It is, yeah, it is a young, like, it is aimed for youngsters. And, it, and it's got, the combat is youngins. good, like, it's, you know, no, it's, it's a, a good alternative game, yeah. to uh, Pokemon. Yes. Uh, if you like dinosaurs, dinosaurs. We had a lot of fun with the dialogue. I really want people to read it because I think they'll get a chuckle out of it. Hmm. Uh, speaking of rumors, going back to Twitter and all that crap, don't worry, we're almost done. Um, That's the next Xbox. There's been more and more dun, rumors. Dun, yeah, it sounds, like, it sounds like this stuff is coming well, for real. Nah, you know, I, mm, I think what's happening is that, yes, some developers, I mean, actually, I think Edge 
magazine had a thing that said some developers have a thing that's like the target boxes provided right. by Microsoft saying, here's kind of roughly what the specs make your next game for Are this they? thing. Eyeball melting. There's right. still no date. Edge is saying 2012 launch. Which would mm. sounds really early to me. Yeah. I believe it. A lot of people are saying it. You you do believe it? I only believe it in the sense that you know Microsoft has to know that they benefited greatly from getting out early last time. Right. They, I true. mean, they cut off Xbox One before its time. I mean, and they're not going to surrender to Wii U. You don't think? Surrender to Wii. Well, it's not so much Wii U. I think they're worried about. I think it's more about whatever PlayStation does. I think they want but those. The guys, head they're start. not fucking dude. Nobody's fucking yeah. doing anything PlayStation land next year, right? Not next year, no, but I think they are the year after, so I think they want to get, get a year head start, again. right? I yeah, see. yeah. So, like, people are saying a lot of crap, though, like this Windows Weekly netcast guy is talking about, like, he's expecting a holiday 2012 release, so they'd almost have to announce at CES. Well, that's, yes. a lot of people are saying CES. Dude, what? What? It, they are, but I don't. I don't. Did they, they announce that. they announced the Xbox at CS, CS, they did. right? The, the, the Xbox One, yeah. Back when they fucking had no idea what they were doing. Back when, like, fucking <laughs> Zurich, <laughs> when it was like a big <laughs> silver X. Yeah, <laughs> exactly, dude. I mean, come on, they're not that well, stupid. Well, back never, when Jay Allard was still, you, like, know, you never, you know, it might be like an oblique reference to like, right. and we got something but, else coming on, but like. What the like half the gaming press doesn't even show up to CES. Well, for what it's worth, hey, you though, know what? The last time Mark was so vehemently against something, I know, it was yeah. the uh, Frankenstick and look this at week, yeah. this week, I don't <laughs> think that every <laughs> time I say like this is fucking ridiculous <laughs> bullshit. This week in tech and Paul Thorat. Paul Thorat is like this. You know, he's like a Windows guru. He, he you know, he's like a total Microsoft fanboy. But you know, is that he, the idiot that said this stuff. Uh, he's uh, <laughs> yeah. well, he's one of them. Okay, uh, he he would probably be privy to information that would. Really? Potentially be true. So they're saying um, further system will utilize the same Metro UI design with Windows Phone 7. Isn't current Xbox 360 going to do that? It's going, it's it's similar, yeah. And isn't the the Metro design supposed to be out by now? I think, no, I think people are sending all update. I don't know. Nobody owns a Windows Phone though, right? That's not like. People who work at Microsoft do. Yeah, because they get them for free, right? I I know a guy on my Facebook feed that does. Really? (laughs) One. Willingly bought one. So apparently uh, he's saying the console, it does sound like he's hearing insider info. Uh, He's saying the console will go, quote, the Apple route, unquote, and will integrate very tightly with Windows Phone and Windows 8. I can believe that. Windows 8, maybe. Windows Phone seems useless to the 99% of the people in the world. Microsoft wants everything... To be like you know, they do want it to be like Apple, and, yeah. and they uh, that makes this, a lot of sense. It's a smart idea. But the MS Nerd blog is reporting that Codenade Loop it will run on a modified version of Windows Nine, and it will be quote cheaper and far smaller unquote than the Xbox 360. Sounds the smaller like part, I sure hope so. <laughs> um, well, smaller than the new. <laughs> I don't one. really have a size big. problem with my Xbox. I just anymore. have a weight problem, like about the. Yeah, They're it wasn't huge. That bad. I, the new one's not that big. The new one's pretty small. It's, smaller than the. PS3. I don't know if I've ever actually seen a new one. In front of me, oh, yeah, it's small. Yeah, it's pretty PS3, small. Man. It's nice. PS3 is a monster. The yeah. old PS, even the new PS3 is kind. Of, I mean, at least yeah. it's a good-looking monster. The first one was just a fat, ugly monster. Like so the George Foreman grill. The only other thing is apparently Ubisoft <laughs> is working on projects for that next um, Xbox, and then of course they are. Yeah, <laughs> they're and gonna then, have like six games out at launch, like every other platform. Other one uh, in other news, a quote major Sony-owned studio unquote is uh, no longer working on PlayStation Three development. Fully shifting its resources to the next iteration, and that's hmm. i.e. Hmm. PlayStation Four. I hope it's Naughty Dog. So that's who else could it be? Is my question because I was thinking like, well, one of the other things is said studio. This is from a joystick story. Has apparently a bit quote been involved in the development process of the graphics technology 
unquote, using the upcoming console. Which that made me think, oh, maybe Q Games. Like, they're close to Sony Japan. They've done that stuff in the past, actually. Like, startup screen and right, right. graphic stuff. But they're working all the still duck, on the PS3 demos. stuff. So they haven't fully shifted. Naughty Dog would be an easy one. Cause right. I saw somebody on Gaff say, like, Sony Cambridge. The games is pretty amazing, and, and they just turned ten. By the way, congratulations to those guys. But um, they're pretty awesome because they are like pretty much like one of the only people who is like on the in with both Sony first party and Nintendo first party. They're mm. like yep. best buds with both of them. I don't know anyone yep. else who can basically say that. Yep, yep, um, absolutely. Yeah, congrats to those guys. We got an awesome like yes. uh, kerchief thing from from Dylan and the guys at, at Q Games. Yes. Um, for their 10th I, I anniversary. I didn't get one, Dylan. Yeah. <laughs> We're Steam friends now, but I don't know if I'm going to keep you there. Speaking of Q Games, we should uh, mention this thing, too. Hiroko wanted to talk about this uh, charity thing that uh, our friend Bayon, uh, as you know, the uh, the art and uh, sound director of Pixel Junk Eden. Uh, and the upcoming Pixel Junk 4 a.m. Yeah, released apparently released a uh, a charity album, or two, I guess, two albums, two new EPs um, called... Uh, vibes against vibes, uh, which quote unquote seeks to send out good vibrations of expression and altruism. <laughs> uh, basically, these are charity uh, albums, but um, they got some pretty good uh, people. Our our buddy uh, Hip Tanaka has a track on there, uh, and also uh, Shahan, uh, I am robot and proud, who is designing the audio tools for. Uh, Jonathan Max game, what's it called? Uh, Sound Shapes? Sound Shapes, yes. Sound shapes. Uh, which looks awesome, by the way. PlayStation yeah. Vita. Uh, also has music on there. I'm excited so. to see more. We haven't heard much of them about that since... Um, E3? E3, mm. yeah, but I know they're working on it hard there. Yes, Canada. I'm really excited about that. Um, our buddy Jason had something to do with it too, right? Six A lot of our friends are, yeah. are working on that. Yeah. So looking forward to that. But uh, anyway, this Vibes Against Vibes uh, can be is available through iTunes and Beatport. So shout out to Bion and those guys. Uh, definitely check it out. It sounds like it's got some pretty good music. That's cool. And so, how? Uh, sorry, th- how much proceeds all go to charity? I believe... Or? So, you know, to be honest, I don't know. Uh, it's, we'll go to relief efforts in Japan through Monbell's Outdoor Gentai Initiative. Cool. Okay. So, I but yeah, I'm going to go check it out, ones. actually, before we go on our trip and pick it up. So, Right on. All right. Well, uh, we're almost there. Um, speaking of friends of the show, uh, Cheapy D is in Saints Row the Third, which apparently is, I'm is gonna play good in, like, we- in a weird way. It's yeah. not just like bro, broed out fucking... It's you just know, insane GTA right? with wrestling and like, porn stars. There's like there's like a gun that you shoot like uh uh what do they call it? Gib or Jib or Gib yeah. at people and then like a shark comes out of the ground <laughs> and eats them. Yeah, it just sounds fucking weird. Yeah. And did like, you see did you watch any of the movies? You see that one character who's all his lines are auto-tuned? It's pretty amazing. Oh, I heard no, I heard about <laughs> him. Amazing. Did you guys see the Tim and Eric of Tim and Eric Awesome Show? Great job directed uh promotional video for it. Oh no. Oh, you're kidding, really? Holy <laughs> shit. It is fucking weird. Yeah. Like I you should definitely watch it. Like Professor Genki and it's got this whole Japan angle to it it's weird i will say um, shout out to our friends over at giant bomb they are the ones who sold me on this game listening to them talk about it on their giant Bombcast. yeah man uh they love them some fucking saints row i want to i'm gonna check it out uh, the dildo bat apparently don't get the japanese version because apparently that's not in japan. Uh, it's, no i thought it was less veiny in japan it is it's it's, okay. it's kind of it just kind of looks like a bat and then it's like at the end it's sort of vaguely probably as much as they could have get away right. with vaguely um, phallic speaking of bros Rose before hose, JJ. Hey, bro. And uh, 600K Call of Elite Duty uh, sales at GameStop <laughs> ahead of hose, too. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, they sold 600,000 of those things, and I don't think it works still. Really? Yeah. It's been down. It's been completely fucked Wonderful. up. Nightmare um, since launch. But uh, not... How do you not... Still how do you mess that up? Like, well, it's the most successful DLC launch of all time. For the retailer. Said the retailer. Yeah. Said the people who bought it. Not so much. Mm. Right? Uh, yeah. How do you but, not know a billion people are going to be accessing the servers in the first the few thing. days? That's the thing. How, Be ready. How, they know how many copies they fucking made of the thing, right? right? Like, <laughs> yeah. Um, but what is yeah. with this industry? Yeah. Sometimes I just don't get it. GameStop so is very obvious. Happy. Like, basically, it's one of the top ten. It makes it one of the top ten launches this year. Um, for as far as just the elite concerned. by itself, just elite by itself. That's wow. fucked up. Six hundred thousand. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. I gotta roll out, but you guys want to keep doing news? Uh, no, we're almost done. All right. Um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna skip this thing about this kid named Dovakalian or whatever <laughs> fucking dragonborn. Oh, he's gonna go by his middle name anyway. It doesn't yeah. matter. Uh, Wait, somebody th- named their kid after the Skyrim. Thing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And apparently, they got all was, of Bethesda's games forever by for doing it. He was born on 11, 11, 11. So, are you serious? It's just one of those I feel stories. bad for those. Like, uh. I'm kind of ashamed that Bethesda would actually do that and support parents. Yeah, don't, don't support destroying them. their children forever. <laughs> What did you expect? They're gonna like announce like, "Got dude, come on, you're a loser." Like, <laughs> give us a break. Yeah, like, change your kid's name. You stupid. We'll give you all the I games. That's to, that's to what I want. That's poor, what poor I want kid. here. The poor kid. Seriously. Um, yeah. Send him a copy of Fossil Fighters. Yeah. Namco Bandai dissolving the Tail Studio to be absorbed back into Namco Bandai. Yeah, nobody really knows quite what this means yet. It sounds like yeah. they're just—it's uh, a public company, and it sounds like they want to make it private. But I don't know. Sounds like I want to just take more money. They haven't said anything else about it. Like I—I I, I would find it very hard to imagine that they would get rid of Tail Studio, like the name. So I'm pretty sure the brand will continue. Right. Mm. The journal, but we'll see. Are still very successful in Japan. Do we have any stuff we can talk about as far as? <clears throat> Not really. Grace's, which we finished a while ago, is finally coming out soon. I think it's out in January, maybe. I don't know if they announced a date yet. I, maybe it's, I thought uh, it was February. But I, don't know, no, yeah, I could be. Early next year. We'll talk about it a little more when it gets closer. Damn, but, uh, the next one, Zillia, like sold like a lot. It, in Japan. It's Zillia. I think it was the most successful Tales yeah. launch <laughs> yeah. ever, or something like that. Exilia. I'm just you know I'm just shouting out names of games now. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I've lost yeah, all interest. They, they, <laughs> those games do still sell like fucking crazy in Japan. Yeah. Like, Exilia sold really well. There was a li- there was like a list of subtitles for those games. Yeah, on uh, Hachima the other day, and they're just fu- like you know how in Japan they don't always go by the normal genre descriptors. It's not like always like action or yeah. whatever, and they're just like you know the bond bond increasing game, the game that will cure the scar in your heart. It makes stuff you like game that cures right. cancer. <laughs> yeah. the subtitles, of right? God, all right. <laughs> Finally, um, Steam got hacked. Uh, oh, yeah, that was a bummer. PSN style, but not as not as bad as well because they have better security. Yeah, right? apparently. Yeah. So there's no evidence that uh, that they got the credit card numbers or personally identifying information, or that the encryption on those numbers um, had been cracked. But they're still saying change your passwords. You should have gotten something. Anyway, um, if uh, you belong to Steam forums, I guess is what they were really worried about, right? Right. right. I, I don't think I ever posted on the forum, so maybe I'm safe. I don't know. Um, but they're saying you know change all your passwords, especially if you yeah. use similar passwords. Wrote an open letter. Yeah. yeah. I had nice. a really really weak password for Steam. I'm glad I changed it. I'm now sure. someone is using your Steam name with and... the letter E. Was yeah. no. It was your, what's your password? Let's see. Uh, it was like something stupid. What? I'm not gonna say what it is. <laughs> There's someone that using might your name on the forums now. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's nothing that you would 
be immediately obvious, but it would be easy to guess, I guess. All right. Well, uh, let's wrap it up then. Um, so that's it for this time. Um, we'll be back in two, two weeks. weeks. Who wants to give the going out message about where you can leave us feedback? They always point to me. Uh, you could find us on the web at 8-4.jp. Our, our website has been slightly updated lately. I think there's yes. Facebook comments now. We um, Yeah, we take other, Facebook comments. Doodads. That's right. Actually, uh, a bunch of stuff has been updated on yeah. our uh-huh. uh, website. Uh, it's 8-4.jp. Uh, you could find us on Facebook. Look up 84. Uh, you could find us on Twitter at 84play. You can also find us on the NeoGAF forums or 1up.com. Uh, and on our individual Twitters, uh, I am John TV, um, at Mark MacD, SPRSK, Brendan Beyond, and Hiroko quickly, I was thinking, and Johnny is Johnny, Johnny the, the future. future I yeah. I was thinking about changing my Twitter name. Do you guys got any ideas? Really? You can't change your Twitter name because it's on your business card. So enjoy that. <laughs> well, I guess I'm not. <laughs> and, uh, if any really crazy news happened in the last two days, we apologize. We recorded this slightly earlier than we usually do. It'll yes. be out right. on Thursday, so, but, uh, yeah, yeah. And we're not ignoring, uh, you telling us like dumb stuff that we said or <laughs> right. hypocritical stuff or whatever. Um, we're just uh, out mm-hmm. at the moment. Okay. So, uh, thanks everybody as always for listening. And, uh, until next time, d- 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 who wants to go? JJ as Skyrim character number three, four, seven, two. Why don't you just shout? I mean, I think you're dragonborn, but if, just just try it. I want to hear it. <laughs> you, you can't. Okay. Well, just if you could just shout out really loud and maybe scare somebody, it would be really cool. Okay, well, maybe later. Okay, bye-bye. <laughs> <laughs>
They probably call us the dog people here in town. Ramalis and I love dogs. We have quite a few. So sweet and well-behaved, you wouldn't believe. Somebody help! Yeah! Do your worst! 